0: Ash, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but please don't ever, ever work for a 911 response.
1: Oh, yeah, never do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special episode of That Pretentious Book Club. Wah, 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 wah. You know, I feel like there should be fanfare after that every time. Uh, that over there is your host. <laughs> if you guys are watching this on YouTube, this is going to be a little weird. And if you guys are like, "Wow, why are the hosts not like kicking off of each other's cues as much as usual?" It'd be because we some of us are on camera for this episode, and spoons is not. So that over there, if you're watching on YouTube, the, the one that says Kendall Shaw is in fact Kendall That's Shaw, my name. <laughs> aka Doctor Spoons Palermo.
1: <laughs> Hi, howdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my camera is wigging out for some reason. Yes, yeah, so I don't know why, it was. It was
2: rave party time over there for her. It, so
1: <laughs> It really was. And uh, over there, who you can see is um, Asha Rourke. but you can call her Wheezy. It ain't
2: easy being Wheezy. And I'm a little Wheezy again today. And that over there in the third pane, if you guys are watching the video, but if not, that third voice you're hearing is my sister, our podcast designer uh madison hole i forgot your married name i haven't Ash. had to introduce you by that i don't think <laughs> ever
0: <laughs> hello i'm happy to be yeah. here
2: yeah that's pod sister Yay! over there the mother of pod niece so uh yeah it's a it's good she, you guys have heard us talk about her a lot she does all of our like pretty graphics and design work uh if you guys have looked at any of our merch all of that fun beautiful stuff is from her so is our logo She's been very on that crafty. lately. i need
0: to get back to that Oh, to to, just design things new lately.
2: Yeah, you're really slacking on the job that I didn't pay you to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like to do
2: it. I'm so glad. Well, we're glad that you're with us today. She's with us because this is actually the, the book that she picked. Apparently, to my immense shock, this is her favorite book. I didn't know that. We don't talk about books a lot, my sister and I. Weirdly.
0: Well, I also, until recently, I haven't gotten back into reading. Like, I just haven't had time. Like, I work full time from home and I'm a mom. Crazy life happening yeah. all the time. So I just don't have time. But now I'm making more You're time. a busy gal. That makes sense. Yeah, well, sorry, guys. It's we're so
1: happy you're here. Mm-hmm. I, um, and I'm so happy you recommended this book. I can't wait to talk I about know, it. I I yeah. can't wait
0: because I know Ash has a lot of strong opinions on it. But so do I. though. I do. So.
1: I do have strong opinions on it. Um, That's the best part about this podcast is that I'm always like, I know Ash has strong opinions on this. Listen, I'm, so- I'm
0: an
2: Aries. Okay, it comes with the territory.
0: Also, if <laughs> Ash mentions any childhood stories, I can correct her this time. I heard you. Existence. I heard you
2: shit-talking me when I was in the bathroom and y'all were playing d I heard you say that you say that I make stuff up or that I, like, rewrites. St- no, you do that. I and know. you've done that since childhood. So absolutely not. I'm here to set the record straight. <laughs> Everything I tell you guys is definitely a real fact that, that happened. I don't make stuff up about my you know, childhood. You but you blocked
0: Maddie, the trauma. You blocked out the trauma. I- I didn't block that, out the trauma. You, you didn't understand. You weren't fully there for a lot.
2: That's not I may have blocked out the trauma, but the memories I have are still valid. Uh, <laughs> this well. is an ongoing argument. <laughs>
1: I uh, I'm staying out of it. I have no uh, not. I can't say either way.
2: um, Even though you're my waifu, so I would expect some level of faithfulness as a spouse.
1: (laughs) Well, listen, you are absolutely my waifu, but it has happened before that I'll be like, "Remember this," and you're like, "Absolutely not." And it's something I thought was form formative for our childhoods. So I don't really know. You know exactly. I haven't done any of that with you,
0: have I, Kendall? (laughs) (laughs) No you remember I've been around (laughs) almost as long as Ash No 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 no, no, listen just because she You
2: know what just because She remembers more things (laughs) does not Mean that what she remembers is more Accurate than what I remember This is where the difference is okay we're getting into it today on the pod at uh four, minutes in. four yeah. minutes in y'all are gonna hear this the biggest battle between us as sisters
0: yeah this is probably the only thing we ever actually really disagree on too it is
2: yeah it legitimately is it's nice to be grown up i used to yell at you for putting your stuff on my side of the room so
0: yeah and a lot of other
2: people yeah. do oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rude i was not that mean it's
0: okay i, like when I was when i was mean you. you
2: didn't know it was me that was when i made caleb be mean and it was my idea like when i told him to put a snake in your hair you didn't know it was me
1: whoa that is pretty evil ash
2: i'm just saying <laughs> so i wasn't i was not a mean older sister at least not that maddie was aware not directly of. no but no. i found out pretty
0: quick i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> i knew caleb wasn't smart enough <laughs> just (laughs) kidding Caleb you did
2: plenty of your own (laughs) antics. now officially all my siblings have been on the pod because Caleb joined us for was it Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit uh
1: Hobbit I think
2: Hmm. or maybe it was Fellowship I can't remember remember yeah Fellowship of the Ring or uh The Hobbit one of the two we had a guest on there that was my older brother Caleb this is my younger sister Maddie I am a middle child if you guys can't tell from the everything about me um, so, child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, we need some of you, we need your siblings on now, Kendall. Mm hmm. I
1: know Ben keeps saying uh that he wants to come on, but only if we do like goosebumps. Oh, we Although goosebumps. he has read so many books, you know, he he reads a lot. Your but, yeah, family is
2: very literate, and I feel like anyone in, in your shadows. family. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm. I'll get him on too. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) needs to come out of the shadows. (laughs) Oh my god, my cats are fighting like two feet away from this laptop. Oh Oh, my god, stop it, you cats! (laughs) See, y'all can't, y'all can't see it today, but it's it's crazy. I believe you,
2: Taffy and Juicy. Ah, my nieces, I love them.
1: Yeah, they're they're being monsters, but
2: I I love that for them. (laughs)
1: oh yeah we forgot to say if you don't want to hear any more nonsense go ahead and skip it go to the bio and or the description Description,
2: yeah and use the skip notes and and they're there there. wow you go you go dr spoons you six minutes in you remembered that i wouldn't remember till i was like and moving into the actual (laughs) episode
0: and now it's too late to skip Thank you. guests first uh maddie how's your week been my week was good i've got to work a conference this weekend so it's been hectic preparing for that for work i'm a marketing specialist Mm -hmm. and so to go represent my company besides that i got a doctor for the first time and it took me seriously like over a virtual call too like i've had chronic health issues for my whole life Mm -hmm. and to finally have a doctor that was like yeah i can just see over the camera that your thyroid's enlarged I'm gonna send you in for an ultrasound. Oh, you have low blood pressure? That's not normal. <laughs> Let's yeah. go get you tested. Let's go get you in with a cardiologist. So That's so nice. That's... It was really nice, and I it was not at all what I was expecting, so. And also, that's great. being almost 20 weeks pregnant, I'm finally at the point where I cannot wear non-maternity clothes or athletic like clothes anymore. And I was able to get some really great maternity clothes from Ross today. So. Heck yeah. Alright. It weeks. has been. Yeah, way to I go. Think it is the only like Ross or TJ Maxx in the area that has any maternity clothes. I've looked at like every single other one. Yeah. It's great.
2: Yeah, that's good. I was just oh, thinking when you were talking about like doctors taking you seriously. I was thinking, I mean, I see a little bit why they might think that you're making stuff up occasionally because you are the only person I know who has had the sheer luck of the draw to not once but twice get Lyme disease legitimately (laughs) like I can see why a doctor would be like no way there's it's still wrong because they should take every patient seriously 100% but I'm just saying like if you're gonna go take someone gambling with you in Vegas like maybe take Maddie (laughs) because like (laughs) the odds are well not exactly in her favor but they're extreme for her (laughs) well
0: and I've got a vascular disease that I've had since I was like 12 that like mm-hmm. is like my vascular surgeon had never seen anyone as young as me <laughs> with <Yeah>. such <laughs> oh. old lady baby. oh my god <laughs> uh-huh
1: wow yeah like honestly like non-luck of the draw i don't know what that
2: bad what luck? that would be i don't know bad luck <laughs> do <of the> you <laughs> bad luck of the draw? gambling yeah. is so random so do you take her with you to vegas or do you say stay as far away from me as possible when i'm gambling like i don't know, yeah. I don't know.
0: like what i wouldn't my in-laws win. took me gambling it's the only time that i've ever like actually participated in anything at a casino and i did not mm-hmm. do well <laughs>
2: so... <laughs> noted all right <laughs>
0: I wouldn't right, take it. So I think it's you... bad luck of the draw. I would not I think we have bad luck charm. <laughs>
1: so maybe what you're saying is like, okay, if you're going to Vegas, you guys better hope that Maddie is like as far away geographically as possible. <laughs> you know? so, exactly. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Plan it for like when I've got like a conference
0: in Florida or like the East yeah. Coast or something. Because if you happen to be
2: gambling in Vegas and Maddie's there on a conference, you are inevitably not going to do so hot. So if you're just doing <laughs> bad, just, you know, maybe give us a shout and be like, hey, is your sister in Vegas by any chance? And I'll probably be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had just, and
0: that's just scraping the Service of the odd coincidences of tick-borne illnesses like in the U.S. I have like all but like two. Oh god it's
2: just I mean it's not funny but it is so funny like the coincidence. Sorry, yeah. If I don't They're laugh at it laugh I get depressed, Lyme disease, but... <laughs> oh, no. I know it's, it's okay we've made an entire joke about my severe asthma so I mean I I yeah. have yeah. I yeah, can only say at least I don't have asthma. <laughs> I
0: mean,
2: at least I'm not that lame
0: I think my daughter does <laughs> though so, oh, oh crazy no.
2: very that's okay <laughs> I will teach her to embrace <laughs> the craziness there's a power and I literally was using my inhaler with my spacer like 20 minutes ago <laughs> yeah.
0: I will just teach her
2: all the ways oh my god yeah, so at funny. least she's
0: got support
2: <laughs> yeah she definitely does uh, so anything else interesting
0: uh, or horrible happen this week I don't think so. It was Grayson's second week at daycare or at preschool. Yes. So, Ooh. but she's doing good. I don't want to be that mom, but I absolutely am. She is so advanced for her class. Yeah, like, she is by far like the <laughs> smartest kid there. Like the other kids are cute. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, Grayson's just really smart. I will say, at church nursery,
2: she was the only kid who was like trying to like talk and stuff. I and she's definitely not the oldest kid in there either. Too
0: much she talks a lot she's, she's going to be the next guest on the podcast at this point she keeps progressing rapidly <laughs> as she has it'll
2: be half switch. just screaming because she's really into just screaming yeah
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that Yeah. Love,
1: bring her on you she's know? great with the adults because adults
0: think it's cute but the other kids when she's on a playground and wants to make friends she just screams at them and they have no idea what to do they're terrified <laughs>
2: She does, because she walks up to Ruby, the puppy, and she just screams in delight. And Ruby's like, I don't understand. Is this a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Uh, It's very funny. She takes after her her aunt in a lot of ways. She's very loud. I do encourage that. I I am loud.
2: Screams. (laughs) Have a lot of important things to say, Okay, So. Exactly. Yeah. it's
1: the main it's the main character uh
0: it is 100 percent. i do think
2: grayson currently has main character energy for sure oh yeah
0: yeah she's gonna get a rude awakening
2: (laughs) i don't know i haven't yet so (laughs) (laughs) that is true actually (laughs) you're like no i know a grown woman who's fully functioning in this delusion
0: (laughs) oh god okay at least you call it what it is (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah yeah you know exactly what's going on I know on. I know how to speak in a socially acceptable way about my belief system <laughs> about myself <laughs> oh, oh god, god.
0: <laughs> well Kendall how was your week oh yeah uh
1: my week's been pretty good um just pretty just vibing, good man
2: you sounded just... a little bit like your d d character
0: <laughs> yeah he keeps rubbing pretty off good. on me <laughs> Pretty good. Uh. <laughs> that is, like, the highlight of my week
1: right now, d Oh, uh, Yeah. Me too. I was just about to say, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what to report on. And then I was like, oh, I guess D&D. It was a little and bit wild. Like, oh, y'all were there for us. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: we did have a wild time this week.
2: Yeah, it really Maddie, was. <laughs>
1: y'all, y'all, Maddie's character is, like, such... She's so OP. I don't... Oh, my God. Yeah, she is. She has, like, every power. She can do anything. She, like, pretty much... Well... There is one other character. They uh, double-handedly uh, Carissa. <laughs> she's been a on our episodes
2: castle. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Carissa. Why the co-host like- of our sister podcast, the Scripturian Society. Yeah. She plays. She <laughs> yeah, plays a gnome rogue, I believe, named Twitch, and Maddie plays yes. a elf named Fern.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I was saying it like that. Y'all know who Carissa is. Um. <laughs> but <laughs> so somebody else who I won't name. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway yeah they like infiltrated a castle rescued a princess it was crazy mm-hmm. we were all like oh my god they were supposed this to go in wild. for some
2: light recon <laughs> yeah and then they were like
1: oh we just did it <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was awesome it was awesome except that it was also the wrong princess and also because fern was so oped when she leveled up i hadn't like fully prepped i was like gonna make them fight some guards and stuff and i had like a maze set up for them and they just like basically bypassed it because she had like this like (laughs) magical spell that basically made none of it apply it was infuriating
0: well it's one that like constantly in like critical role if anybody knows Mm. what that is basically makes you like completely like undetectable another top tier podcast out there, almost as good as us. Yeah,
2: (laughs) almost (laughs) as professional as we are. Yeah, it's not like they have. No, they're learning, they're growing, or anything like that.
1: Either. So. Oh god. Oh gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I don't. I guess I'm. You know, whatever. I read this book. I enjoyed it. Um, (laughs) Ash, what did you do this week? (laughs) Good lord.
2: Uh, well, I got a new bed for my dog, which I just sent a picture to both of y'all um ruby ate the stuffing out of her other bed and it was a bed that was a little too small and it had like a rim around the edge so she'd all be like like you know cozy in it when she was little um she basically never used it ever the cats used it a few times and then ruby recently decided it was a toy and destroyed it and i was like well maybe she's just telling me that it's not the right kind of bed because she likes to like splay out now that she's big So she doesn't even sleep on the bed with me anymore she'll like nap up there during the day maybe but she mostly sleeps on the ground um on the hardwood floor and so i was like poor baby you know like she doesn't need to like lay on the hard floor all the time so i got her like a dog mat instead of a bed and she is currently right beside me laying on the hardwood floor beside the new bed so (laughs) That happened. Um, I don't feel like a bad dog mom anymore. I just feel like an annoyed dog mom. Like, why did I waste the money <laughs> on this dog bed? Um, yeah. Killing me.
0: But I. The anxiety eat on her oh, new dog that bed. That kills me. Oh, Literally Aww, within a minute baby. of us putting it down.
2: She got anxious.
0: Brownie.
2: <laughs> you guys all remember Brownie. <laughs> She's bright. Yeah, dog. her dog anxiety is... is severe. Brownie is Maddie's dog now, and she Grayson and Brownie are the best of friends, which makes me so happy. They are. They're yeah, in case you're so wondering cute. if Brownie's anxiety is any better. It's not, but it is treatable with medication.
0: I'm giving her
2: Trasno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has a rough time. Poor baby. Poor That's thing. so funny. I'm trying to think if anything else happened. I made, and I don't care if this sounds like boring, but I made a bomb ass vegetable pie for dinner. And I Hello. definitely was, is never a recipe I would like come across and be like, ooh, vegetables, pie, two of my favorite things. Cause neither one is in that category. But it's, so the original recipe is like, it's just like tomatoes and eggplant. It was like a summer tomato pie thing. And I thought it looked refreshing. So I made it once, but I used what I had, which was I, I used um, tomatoes, summer squash, An eggplant. This time I made it again and I used, I added um, some bell peppers because I needed to use them. And you guys, it is just so good. I made it last time and thought maybe it was a fluke. It's not going to be as good this time. No, it's freaking amazing. You like layer the tomatoes and like the summer squash around the bottom and like around the sides, like it's a crust. And then you peel and you boil the eggplant and mash it up. And then you mix it with sauteed onions, garlic, and I did bell peppers this time. You mix in parmesan, breadcrumbs. Let me give you the full recipe, because it's actually not that hard at all. And then I used <laughs> two eggs this time for protein. Mixed that all up. Put it in the thing. Put like put it in like the weird veggie crust I made. And then I put some more tomatoes and summer squash slices on top. And then I covered it in mozzarella and I baked it. And it's so freaking good. I don't know why. It's not even a crazy amount of cheese either, but it tastes like it has a lot of cheese in it. It is so uh, good. I didn't even use a I bunch of seasonings. That. I used like salt, pepper, a little bit of cayenne, and some paprika, which for me is nothing. I'm usually like 20 seasonings in. So it was, it God, so it's good. so good.
0: Is there any left? It is. Yes. Will you send <laughs> some with mom when she picks
2: up Grayson tomorrow? I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely send some with you. <laughs> but it's not good. all eaten. And it's also one of the only like all veggie dishes that I made that Javi had seconds of. He was like, it's okay. But then That's he had impressive. seconds and I was like, Mm. <laughs> i saw got that. him yeah 100 percent got him i don't know what it is about the dish it is extremely satisfying so i know that that was a long detailed rant about the dinner that i made i'm no, just so proud of i it. love that yeah no. i'm proud of you too
1: yeah thank, thank you. you for sharing you're welcome
2: and i guess in other news i've been so tired today do you guys does this happen to you where when you yawn your eyes water
0: yes hm. okay
2: yeah, that's, someone told me once that doesn't happen to them, and I was like, you're an alien, that's not That's not possible. So I've <laughs> you're been, lying. <laughs> you're lying, it's a lie. Um, I, so I've been yawning all day long so consistently that for a good portion of the day, I've literally just had tears streaming down my face because no. there's been no point to wipe them away because I yawn a second later and cry again. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, oh that's God. the level of tired I've been because Ruby wakes me up at six o'clock and I've been so tired. I was like going to sleep at like 8 p.m. And, like, I know that makes me ancient, but it was also just amazing. I did it for like two weeks straight. So now my brain is like, 8 p.m., it's bedtime. So it's 8.08 now. My body is like, why are you not in bed? Excuse me? But I stayed up until 10 last night and the night before, which felt like 2 in the morning for me now, to get ghost riding work done, which thank God I'm almost done with. Um, And then I still woke up at 6 because of Ruby getting me up at 6, and I do, like, two hours of chores before work starts every day. So, anyways, I'm very tired. That was really just me complaining. (laughs) That's a lot. It is a lot. It feels like a lot. I know everyone's like, wow, going to bed at 10 a.m. is er early, 10 p.m. That's so early. Um, and for me, that's, you know, my <laughs> that's become my late and now I don't and want I any judgment by
0: 930.
2: <laughs> that sounds awesome. And that used to be me last year. I'm becoming more extreme, but I'm still I get up at 6 a.m. every morning. And the first thing I do is hard labor for like an hour and a half to two hours. So like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I go to bed early too. But I love that you said, yeah, I'm getting more extreme. I'm getting more extreme. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the word extreme is so funny to me as like a way to describe normal behavior. Like, <laughs> yeah, I went to bed at ten thirty. I'm pretty extreme. I'm pretty
2: extreme. <laughs> well, I meant I'm beginning. I'm becoming like what's the opposite of extreme? Like the word because I went from like I go I went from going to bed at like nine thirty on like average last year to like now I go to bed at like literally eight p.m. on the dot, like, asleep by, like, 8.15, which is awesome. It so then moderate, staying up... getting
0: more moderate.
2: I'm becoming more... I'm <laughs> aggressively moderate. Like, there's gotta be, like... Or maybe you're
0: just getting more boring.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, that's absolutely true, but it's, like, boring isn't a strong enough word for the extreme yeah. level of moderation that I've gone to. <laughs> Anyways, if anyone oh, out there man. is also, like, a... Uh, basically 26-year-old woman who goes to bed at 8 p.m., please reach out. I feel very alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there are more of you. You know,
2: y'all have to find each other.
0: Just give me another month of pregnancy, and I'll be right there with you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and
2: also, I guess, I mean, this is my last little thing. It's not really, like, for this week, but my golden birthday is coming up, and I'm excited – even though I have, like, literally zero plans. And for the first time ever, I've been like, hey, brother, because his birthday's also also this month. Do you want to have, like, a joint, like, birthday thing? And we can go get, like, steak together. And he was like, sure. The first time I've ever volunteered for that. Because usually when the parents, like, squished our birthdays together, I was furious about it. So, um, <laughs> but now I'm kind of like, I just want to get good food. And I don't really care what else we do. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty
2: jazzed about that. And I want you to come, two spoons. I think we're going to go after church. So I would love Possibly to. to come. Go. Yeah, yes. I'll send the deets. Yes. Ugh. Oh my God. If you guys have never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, I know it's expensive, but God, is it so worth it? Like every, I feel like every seven years, I go to a Brazilian steakhouse.
0: I haven't been in probably like, actually, you know what? I guess we, I did go a few years. It's, it's only been like two years for me. Yeah, it's actually probably been, this is the most recent it's been for me
2: ever that I'm going to go again. Because I went like two years ago for a friend's birthday, and it was wonderful. And then I can't believe that I'm about to go again, because I'd never get to go that close together. So I'm very excited. Spence, have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? Uh,
1: I don't know that I have. I've been sitting here thinking about it, and I think I have not.
2: We're going to blow your mind, widen your worldview, and make you fall in love with a whole new (laughs) type of food. It is so freaking good. They just walk by with meat on skewers, and they put it on your plate. God, and you don't even have to say, yes, more please. You literally just, you have a little card on your table. One side's green, one side's red. When you when you turn it to green, they just keep bringing you meat. And then when you don't want it anymore, you turn it to red, and you can turn it back and forth. And there's like... A salad veggie bar that's amazing and they have this cheese <laughs> bread that's called pão queijo and it is my favorite like bread substance in the
0: world uh, it is. this and sounds now incredible it in the it store is. you can get like the pão queijo you can get them but like they're called brazil bites or something
2: yeah want, like, and they're they're not, not good. they're but not as good but they're
0: still very good they're still very good
2: Yeah, but it's nothing compared to when you go to a Brazilian Steakhouse <laughs> so <gasps> I'm just extremely excited about that and I, I probably am thinking about it like about once an hour and it's not until the end of the month <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> so exactly. once an hour
1: we don't have to wait <laughs> no we, or we could go twice go twice because there's two of you
2: <laughs> hey that's true it's very expensive you guys <laughs> it's expensive so it's better to wait but i can just and, do I'm, a
0: girl's night just uh, for one ooh. and then once for you guys for birthday it is yeah, my golden have,
2: birthday so it would exactly. make it extra special right we that's what i'm saying <laughs> we're practicing yeah, you know? yeah 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 so yeah. that we know what to expect and we know what our limits are so then we can like right. really embrace it yeah, for, I feel like this is not for a bad science. idea at all.
1: Actually, for science, for science, yeah, this actually makes the most sense yeah. to me. Oh, what now, are you guys doing this working? weekend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think y'all are Wait, both busy. I'm very busy. Yeah, yeah I gotta drive to Dallas too. tomorrow.
2: Dallas, yeah. good old Dallas. Yeah. Anyway, so that's been my week, which is not entirely my week, but I just I can't stop thinking about the Brazilian steakhouse. I know that's oh, all no, I'm going to be either. thinking about. No, thanks. You're welcome. I hope I made everybody's mouth water. I hope I you added that to your I told Dom that's what wasn't. he want to
0: do, but
2: he's going to be ecstatic. Is he? <laughs> you know what? If you guys have any male family member or friend, you're like, I don't know what to do to celebrate for them. I've never in my life met a man who wasn't over the freaking moon about going to a Brazilian steakhouse. It's like <laughs> Wonderland for them. Yeah. Like, gen- I don't know why.
1: It is. I it's feel like, like you could take a vegetarian and
2: it would turn them. Like it is, it is so powerful. <laughs> oh my god! It's such a powerful experience. Uh. <laughs> oh, no, but seriously, well, it's, it's a great I'm place excited. to take uh, to take anybody, but especially dudes. If you're like, I don't know where to take a dude that he'd like be really into. That's like you know, kind of like cool and like different than like a normal restaurant. Brazilian Steakhouse, you'll win every single time. Absolutely. Also, if you're
0: a girl who <laughs> likes to eat meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot lose even yeah, yeah. i'm the type of person that like i go between eating like absolutely no meat like vegan yeah and being do. absolutely crazy about it but it will always mm-hmm. out of a vegan base.
2: always <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of the brazilian steakhouse
0: always
1: <laughs> oh, god. Uh, like a siren's call <laughs> it god it really is a lighthouse
2: in a stormy
1: sea it is the brazilian brazilian culinary equivalent
2: steakhouse. exactly of that like that's exactly what it is this is why i think about it like once an hour like i need like (laughs) i need to block it out and forget that it exists until the end of the month but i'm so excited now i've talked about it this is not the first time i've talked about it today either
0: we're gonna look back at the recording and we're gonna see that we spent like the first half of the podcast just talking about a steakhouse and i'm and you know what
2: rightfully so i'm not gonna have any regrets that's fair i'm an aries we don't have those (laughs) i'm also an aries we tell everyone that we're aries like also once an hour
0: oh i'm, you a, guys leo. Are new I'm uh, a leo here i'm a leo according to like the od thing but i heard that they changed if not then i'm a cancer but i think you're a leo yeah, i think i'm leo. a pretty i think i'm a leo i don't think i'm that you're self-centered oh but i think part of it is just because i'm a mom oh
2: lol <laughs>
1: Well, also, you have to consider your moon sign, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which we know so much about. We are experts. There's, I think my moon yeah. sign is a Gemini. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh. Is
0: it? I think so. LOL. I love that.
1: My rising is Gemini. Mm-hmm.
2: Interesting. Grayson's anyway. a Gemini. <laughs> I forget about that all the time. Yeah. That I explains that a lot. Right. <laughs> Just walking up Jedi. to friends and screaming with delight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so or shiny. angry. So you never cute. really know which it's one cute. it is. See, there she goes. She does sound very <laughs> similar when she's angry and happy. Like she was what was it? It was a it was at church and I forget. She was um she was laughing, but the way she was laughing sounded like aggressively crying, and some kid walked by and was like, Wow, she's upset and I was like, Nope, <laughs> she's very happy. <laughs> no, but it does she- sound like it.
0: <laughs> You gotta tell. She has a grunt. She'll grunt with her screams if she's upset.
2: She'll really let you know. Like she'll really hammer it. She'll,
0: she'll grunt. That it's is terrifying. So her funny. growl. She'll just walk she, around. She, I have heard her growl.
2: You <laughs> oh, got that. So I love that. I'm gonna teach her how to hiss at people. Oh,
0: No, I don't want her to be that I love kid. It. Please. I I was that kid what's
2: wrong what's wrong with that kid? I know I'm still that kid
0: kid. and I beat up your bullies for you you realize that right
2: (laughs) I appreciate that but listen but listen I appreciated it then I appreciate it now but I kind of had things handled you know all you have to do is hit hiss at them (laughs) yeah you thought you had things handled (laughs) that's one way to handle them sweet girl
1: Sweet little hissing girl. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize her younger sister
2: was. Totally no, I knew. It for her. I knew because I, I had to wait for. Demon
0: spawn with all the fourth grade boys at the elementary school. She
2: did because I Dang. had to wait for her to get out of class for us to walk home together, and then she. So she'd show up on the playground and start kicking him in the shins. <laughs> yeah, I was fully so... aware. It was a good time. <laughs> My mom never knew good.
0: that we did that until like until like years later. Yeah, she had no idea. It was...
2: It wasn't even a secret, I don't think. I guess it just never came up.
0: <laughs> I didn't ever
2: get reprimanded for it either. It was on school grounds. Listen, it was after school hours, all right? If I was a teacher and it was after school hours, I'm like, I'm off the clock. <laughs> Whatever happens out there happens. Right. It's Lord Y'all of the Flies. you don't kill yourself. Survival yeah. of the <laughs> fittest. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of Zodiac signs, do we want to get into uh, our author bio? Yeah, let's do it. I guess it's Scorpio yeah. or Ooh. Virgo. Why would you think Scorpio for this guy? Say for Or Virgo. Over, or Virgo. Um, oh, yeah, Virgo. I could see Virgo for sure. Well, I'm going to let you in on a secret that's not such a secret because the whole internet knows it. Uh, so the author of Catcher in the Rye, which is the book we're doing today, if we didn't say, uh, the author is J.D. Salinger, and he is a Capricorn
0: that was my next <gasps> guess no joke
2: yeah
1: okay capricorn king uh-huh that makes He's so a capricorn. Much sense.
0: yes we love
1: a capricorn we love capricorns here there are hardly any of us that we'd ever find i know i feel
2: like there we don't ever find any capricorns for you or any aries for me it's like very weird how few mm-hmm. of our own signs we stumble upon i know i
1: feel like every other person is like a freaking sagittarius or whatever oh my
2: god yeah they're all sagittarius why there's so many sagittarius authors (laughs) (laughs) that's so weird um okay so full disclosure i totally forgot to do the bio i remembered yesterday forgot today was too busy thinking about the brazilian steakhouse so i am just gonna kind of wing it um Based on this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best, and I'm sorry if it's a little bit crazy. So JD Salinger, and I think that's how you pronounce his name. I told Chris I was gonna look it up, and then I didn't. But I isn't think it, it is because Yeah, well remember
1: on you how Peach is distantly related to him?
2: <laughs> that's, that's how I'm <laughs> yeah, like that's heard right. it said. Salinger, Salinger yeah. yeah. So J.D. Salinger, his full name was Jerome David Salinger. So Jerome. Uh, He was born January 1st in 1919. Uh, He was born in New York, New York. And he, let's see, he was obviously an American writer who's most famous for his novel, The Catcher in the Rye, which was published in 1951. Um, So, let's see, he published a lot of other stuff as well. Um, A lot of stuff for magazines and newspapers. I think it might be raining outside. We'll get into more of his acclaim later, but he was definitely very popular in his time, one of those lucky bastards who doesn't have to wait to be dead to be popular. (laughs) And uh, so he was the son of a Jewish father and a Christian mother. And like, I'm going to do a direct quote. This is all from Britannica.com, by the way. We love Britannica. Um, Quote, like Holden Caulfield, the hero of the catcher in the rye, he grew up in New York City attending public schools and a military academy. I just had to do a direct quote for that because Holden, called, we're going to call him the hero, really? I know he's the protagonist, yes. but we're going to call him the hero? Yes.
1: Listen, All I right. will not tolerate the Holden slander on here. I have strong
2: opinions. I also I have, have strong, strong opinions, opinions about Holden. <laughs> I, we'll get into it. I. It's not slander. I'm just telling you guys the truth about him. <laughs> Anyways... Um, So he apparently attended multiple public schools and a military academy. Um, I don't know if that's because he had issues in school, like the protagonist in Catcher the Rye, or not. It's not saying here. I don't know if it will get into that later, but something to consider. Um, So he went to, this says, after brief periods at New York and Columbia University. So I don't know that he actually graduated, but he did attend for some periods of time uh, University in New York and Columbia. He devoted himself entirely to writing. Uh, So his stories first appeared in periodicals starting around 1940. Um, And when he returned from serving in the U.S. Army, which he did from 1942 to 1946, um, he started to become really increasingly associated with the New Yorker magazine because they published most of his later stories. Um, So he wrote uh, quite a bit um, inspired by his wartime experiences. For example, one that was published in 1950 was called For Esme with Love and Squalor. Um, So, I mean, I like the title. Don't know what it's about, but... um, Hmm. let's see he wrote something else in 1948 called a perfect day for banana fish which is funny (laughs) but the um the brief description about it here says quote concerns the suicide of the sensitive despairing veteran seymour glass so for such a fun um whimsical name the content is perhaps not all that fun and whimsical (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've seen this comparison made several times, um, and I'm going to probably make it myself when we talk about it. Some people felt that the language style, or I guess I, sh- I should say like the dialectical approach to writing The Catcher in the Rye makes it kind of feel like when you read The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain, which I love, and I do, and I did oh. love that. I will say right up front, I loved that about this book. I love when somebody writes from a really strong um, really, like, genuine dialect. I don't know what's happening with Madison's camera right now. I know but what happened. Maddie just went, like, full black. Oh, she's back. She went, like, full, like, black and white, frozen. Yeah, that was weird. That was very strange. Um, I hadn't heard that... Uh, that, that comparison? Uh, no, but I see it. Yeah. I sure. mean, very different dialects. So, like, I mean, obviously Huckleberry Finn is... He, he speaks like an uneducated child from his time period in the South. And then... Um, the Holden Caulfield, the protagonist in Catcher in the Rye, he's, I think it's, it's the 1930s, 1940s, 1940s, I think, and he's a teenager, so he speaks very much like a teenager would speak loads of profanity, which I'm just not a huge fan of, but I mean, not that it wasn't authentic, and I think it should be written however was authentic, but just it made me not like Holden Caulfield as a person, you know, like as a character. I was like, I don't think we'd be friends, dude. Also, your life choices are like, Ugh. Um, but I'll get into that later. Apparently, we have some yeah. Holden Caulfield we'll lovers. It. I can't believe we'll anyone would be, like, That's a fan undefeated. of this boy. Ah! I'm, so confu- Sorry. I, I'm so confused. I'm so confused.
1: You're going to have to, like, cut my scream there, Ash. That was so loud. I was,
2: like, not expecting that. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm in so much shock about, I just, I we'll get into it, but oh my god. Uh, so he published a collection of short stories in 1953 called Nine Stories. I wonder how many stories were in it. <laughs> Good one. <Thanks>. Nine, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. If, um, if I had the guess. <laughs> Let's see. um, He continued writing about... uh, So the guy, the character Seymour Glass from that weird A Perfect Day for Banana Fish thing, uh, he kind of continued writing about, like, from the perspective of um, other children in that family, uh, basically kept kind of writing a series of stories about them. So apparently later in life, Salinger became very reclusive, um, and it makes his personal life kind of hard to sort out, which I was thinking, kind of curious, there's not really much about his personal life here, I guess because he was a recluse, um, so, which maybe Holden Caulfield would have been better if he was. So the last work that Salinger published uh, when he was alive was a novella, which was called Hapworth 16, 1924. And it appeared in The New Yorker in 1965. Um, and then, I believe, after his death in 1974, the complete uncollected short stories of J.D. Salinger, uh, which was a two-volume work of his early pieces, was unauthorized but was briefly released to the public. Um, oh no he was still alive but sales were halted because he filed a lawsuit for copyright infringement because he hadn't authorized the release so he was still alive at that point um but yeah so that's kind of his thing let me see when he passed away let's see he passed away on january 27th 2010 in new hampshire wow he was 91 so he lived a way long life more recent than i thought way more recent i can't believe that jd saunder passed away in 2010 like i have like full-on memories probably from 2010 i definitely do yeah i was definitely you know (laughs) 13 years old you have not
0: as many (laughs) as me though i'm
2: sure oh (laughs) i'm sure i don't have as many but the ones i have are at least accurate
0: that was when you were in your
2: (laughs) phase. (laughs) That was when I was in my, I had just entered my goth phase. Maybe it's because I sensed Salinger uh, had left us. Yeah, you were, uh, yeah, you were vibing. I was vibing. Yeah, I just didn't know that I was. Hey, club members, Ash here. Just wanted to remind everybody again about our friends Leah, Jacob, and their family. Right now, Jacob is going through cancer and treatment for that, which of course is is a lot for any family to deal with, and I know all of us can relate to that to some extent. Uh, I just wanted to remind everybody that if you want to support them, you can do that by going to GoFundMe and looking at medical and expenses for Jacob Schumacher or following the link in our description below. You guys, they are already almost halfway to their goal. I think we can get up the rest of the way there. And I know a lot of that is thanks to all that you guys have done so far. So thank you guys for being the wonderful people you are. And let's get back to the episode. But anyway, so that is uh, what I know about J.D. Salinger as of in- about a minute ago. All right. Thanks, yeah. Ash.
0: I like now let's that. get into uh-huh. this damn main character. And let's I take into a note really book. quick. Okay, yes. so J.D. Salinger, his middle name is David. And I tried to find the quote in the book and I couldn't find it. But he makes a specific, like quote about how stupid the name David is and how there's so many people named David in New York City that's hilarious sounds like me talking about being an Ashley yeah I'm like that's (laughs) funny now to like just think back that I'm like Uh, (laughs) he gave himself a hard time in this book I have a feeling that he was probably not too far off from like having the same internal dialogue as Holden sometimes (laughs) Well, here's
2: my yeah. thing. Then I
0: don't think I would like him because
2: Holden Caulfield is a mess. Not even in like an endearing way. I, this I is why I don't understand. I don't find him endearing. So at all. disagree.
1: I 100% disagree. The entire time I'm reading the book, I'm like, I will do anything to protect this boy. He is a tiny baby who I am like, I what? I, here, here's he's the thing. He's 16 I had years heard... old in the
2: 40s. He's not a baby. I mean, he's yeah, like a young adult. Year olds. 16 year olds are babies. He's I'm a sorry. young adult. Is I the cannot 40s? the whole time. I'm like how I was
1: like so upset that all of these things were happening. And I'm like, you're a 16 year old child. But um, here's what I'm going to say. The whole, okay, for years and years and years, everyone's, I've, like, I feel like either you love this book or you hate it, because I've heard people say, like, oh, Holden Caulfield's so annoying and all of this, <laughs> and so I started reading the book, like, with that in mind, mm-hmm. like, ugh, I probably am not gonna like this, and immediately, like, I have no idea what everyone's talking about, he's perfectly normal and what cute. like, oh my he's God. not normal, he's but such he's such like, a
2: wreck. He's not normal, but he's I don't so understand why you would hate him. Because he's so... Su- I don't hate him, but I definitely like wouldn't like. I'd be he's, friends with him, but he'd be like friend. I'm always like, oh my god, how did you self sabotage today, I, Holden? Yeah, I
1: know. I feel so sad for him. I could forgive him for almost anything because he's a 16 year old. Like, of course he's gonna be a little bit annoying. I'm just i don't saying, 16 year olds can do better. I, think, I did better. No. 16 year I think that. People don't like him because he's a manic pixie
2: dream boy. But I'm what? like you can
1: you cannot fault him for being a manic pixie dream LOL. boy when he's the OG.
2: He's the original.
1: Like that I That is not.
2: That's definitely not my problem. I have no problem with a manic pixie dream boy or dream girl. I have no problem with that. He did not come across that way to me at all. He just seemed irresponsible even for a 16-year-old. He just seemed irresponsible and like, he should be doing a lot better job of just, like, kind of regulating himself and, like, making plans. You know I definitely... I went to school out of state when I was 17. Like, I definitely didn't have any of these weird problems Holden is having. Yeah. He- like no, I'm not
1: saying he doesn't have problems, but I'm major saying, problems. Like, I, I don't have like any, I don't think it's a, I don't think that he's a bad person or a bad character because he has issues. I don't think he's like, a bad
2: person or a bad character. I just think I wouldn't like him very much and I don't.
1: <laughs> I think he's a nice boy though. I don't think there's anything mean or malicious about him. I don't think, I think he's, he's kind of
2: self-serving. Has- I don't know that he is that nice of a dude. I think he's just a 16 year old boy. I think he's still kind of in that egocentric phase. Like, I think, I think he's, nice. he's kind of all about him. I he, like, think... kind of cares about his little sister,
0: but... Yeah, Maddie, tell us what you think. Yeah, tell yeah. Us your... so I, I see where each side is coming from, but I think the reason why I like it so much is that when you look at the actual, like, dialogue, there's not a ton. It's mostly just his internal thoughts. And I have mm-hmm. to say, as, like, someone, like, I went through a little bit more of a rougher uh Phase when I was a teenager yes. and, and your I'm adolescence, even Kendall went through, and yeah, my and your early adolescence for college sure. years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and dealt with like mental health stuff. And so, I'm like, I think I can relate to a lot of the internal monologue, uh huh, you know, had going. And so, I'm like, I don't necessarily like, I don't want to like go like hug him, I'm just like. I mean, I've been in the place where I've literally just thought about what is every self-deprecating thing that I could possibly do? I think for me, it was really relatable and Maybe that sounds awful. No, I (laughs) I mean, I guess like... To the darkest moments in my life, like the really hard Mm -hmm. stuff when I was still trying to be really genuine to myself. Mm -hmm. I think he was just honest with himself. He even would be like, look, I know this is stupid. I know that I shouldn't be thinking about this. I don't want to be a phony. This makes me a phony. Like, I just like the honesty, you know. Like I
1: totally—that's so interesting that you say that because I, while I'm reading this, I'm 26, so uh, to me, he's a baby. But mm-hmm. I've been thinking, like, what would my impression be if I read this when I was 16? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I I, I've been he thinking about how people might have. Honestly, I think I would have had a crush on him. Uh, I, on absolutely invest, did. I absolutely believe that is. Absolutely, Because <laughs> the thing have. Is, is, I
0: read this like. <laughs> the first or second semester of my sophomore year in high school in an AP Lit class. And that was, like, right when, like, my family imploded. Uh And so I'm like, that was, like, one of, like, the hardest times. And so I think I was having so many of those thoughts. Whereas Holden, Uh yes, he was pretty privileged in his life, and he didn't really have a whole lot of, like, outside That's part of my thing, too. I'm like, your life's pretty chill, my dude. But then I'm like, (laughs) you know what? He's fine with mental health, which he obviously was.
1: Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, our boy is like definitely telling this from like a mental institution or something. Yeah, yes. You know,
0: so So yeah, like
1: there's stuff going on. Yeah, I'm like,
2: I get it. It's not that I don't have sympathy for him and he is a 16 year old and all of what he's going through is perfectly valid. I'm, it's not that he's a poorly written character either. And, like, I absolutely love the way this book is written. Just as a person, I don't vibe with Holden Caulfield. And I definitely don't understand having a crush on him in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't understand it at it's all. The- <laughs>
1: It's, I, listen, I don't know that I can explain it, but I know that it was, it's what would have happened. I know it for a fact. Um, I would
2: have, he would have been one of my friends that I was constantly checking in with, like, how you doing, Holden? What's going on? Like, how can I help you out this week? Are you okay? Do you need to talk about your feelings some? It would have definitely been a one-way friendship. Because we're holding, because Holden couldn't give. Honestly, he's not at the place where he could give in a two way friendship. That's why he's he's so egocentric because he has to be, because he's internally falling apart. He has nothing know, to where, offer anyone else. Where are you getting this well, egocentric I think, okay, so
0: thing? I because also, all he thinks about I is him,
2: I don't mean Can I say something? <laughs> yes, we're, I always, <laughs> we're all so passionate. <laughs> yeah, very I want before I forget, because I have a bad memory here, so let me yeah. just before I forget. Oh, um, I don't it. mean yeah yeah, i always admit i have a bad memory i don't have an inaccurate memory i have a bad memory (laughs) there's a difference
0: anyways
2: i I do so (laughs) anyways um i don't mean egocentric in like a bad way i mean like in a developmentally way egocentric because he has to be because he has so much internally going on that he has he's trying to deal with he has to be focused on just trying to not like explode all the time, like self-destruct all the time. So he doesn't really have no. a lot to offer the world yeah. at this point because he's just trying to keep himself from imploding. That's what I mean by egocentric. Not like in like a negative way, just in like a his stage of development because he has to be way. Uh okay, I can agree with that. I agree also, with I that. think one of his
1: things is that he's
2: like obviously
1: one of the themes I think is that he's kind of immature. He's holding yeah. on to childhood.
0: And he yeah. owns and up so, to it too. Like, even, yeah. like, within like, the first,
1: like, chapter or two. Yeah, he does say that. He's like, I am immature. He's like, yeah, he I'm literally,
0: I'm 16, almost 17, and I act like I'm 13. Like, I'm 12. Yeah, exactly. I think it's the,
2: the egocentrism of a younger child, but in a 16-year-old boy, that made me go, not attractive at all.
0: <laughs> I do have to say, and what, what I was trying to say before is that I, um, I think also around this time that I was reading it in high school, was I dated a guy whose name was very similar to Holden. It oh, yeah, I that. And he was very similar, like, personality-wise, too. He had and, like, tiny he hands. He was going through stuff and did not share that stuff with me. You could tell he had a lot of internal dialogue with himself. Yeah, probably about <laughs> his about his tiny hands. <laughs> Shut Dang. If anybody from that town, they will absolutely know who it is.
2: I don't That's such call a weird thing. The only reason I know was because he said something. Who would note his hand size?
0: He brings it. He <laughs> did bring it up a lot.
2: <laughs> that was very Holden Caulfield of him. Self-conscious, well, and he
0: outwardly he also outwardly said that um, if he had known my sister before me, he would have dated her. Oh, so, which I'm well, like, That's he wouldn't if she have. Would have dated. He
2: might have wanted to, but he wouldn't have.
0: <laughs> but and I, I realized as an adult now, I'm like looking back, and I'm like, a lot of the things that I think Holden was dealing with, and the internal dialogue that he dealt with, that I was attracted to him. I think it was because I was also dating someone at the time that I felt was struggling mm. with a lot of the same stuff and I like I really liked he's like my first serious boyfriend. Yeah. And I see that. And so it's like, I think I have a soft heart for, for him that way too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, I yeah. guess, I guess to me
2: Holden reminds me of a lot of my, not a lot of, but several of my dude friends who you probably will recall um, I would, did not date a lot of people. I had a lot of friends-ish, like acquaintances, a not like close people. friends. No, it's not, not a I, meant. I meant, there, I had a lot of dude friends, and the reason that I didn't date any of them was because a lot of them were kind of like this, in a sense, where they would kind of come to me when they needed to, like, just like verbalize some internal meltdown they were having all the time and it was all perfectly valid and I, I was glad that i could be there for them what they were going through was a totally valid experience but it didn't make me go ah the picture of emotional stability this person definitely has room for me in their life so i was like never like attracted to any of these dudes a lot of them did end up kind of having a crush on me but not for the right reasons just because i was the person that, like, Holden Caulfield would be talking to. Like, that was just mm. me. I was on the receiving end of all of all of the Holden Caulfield stuff. This was the dialogue that I got from my dude friends, like, from several of them on a, like, daily basis. So I'm kind of like, I've heard it all. It's valid. Let's move on. Because after a little <laughs> while of self-sabotaging, <laughs> I'm like, we've been over this, I feel like, like a good ten times. I'm not sure what else I, bet, I can
1: say. I'm sure that's how everyone in Holden's life feels as well. Mm-hmm. But for me, who he's telling all of his internal dialogue to as the reader, uh-huh. I I had to be attached. I'm like, I have
2: to be on your side. Like, yeah,
0: I'm you not I'm not mean? on his
2: side. I'm just a little impatient with him is what it
0: is. <laughs> I think I also absolutely related to the train of thought. And we can get into like the writing part of it, too. Ash, I'm sure you have plenty of opinions on that. But it's, like, the most the run-on the sentence in the whole world. And yeah. it goes from one. his brain, like, his internal dialogue goes from, one like, one topic to another. Like, a split yeah. second, and then we'll pop back it's to extreme. what he was talking to before. Mm-hmm. And I love it's that, almost that, of that's how my brain works.
2: Yeah. It's almost a stream of consciousness and I do love that Huckleberry Finn kind of does the same thing, which is why I said I have very extreme opinions in both directions. I love the narration. I love the way this is written. Everything about the way this book is written I think is completely masterful. I love it. I love the dialect. I love the colloquialism. I love the stream of consciousness. I love the run-on sentences, zero problem with it. Even though I don't like profanity, I accept that it was, like, such a good choice for an authentic character, for an authentic teenager from the 40s, so I'm like, I can't really complain about that either, so... I, that's what this is why I'm saying I have very extreme opinions. Holden Caulfield, yeah. I would not call him the hero of the story. I would call him the protagonist and also the antagonist of his own story. But Oh, for sure. As for we sure. all yeah. are sometimes though, right? Ooh.
1: Yes. No, we
2: are absolutely. But I guess I like my stories with every of oh, every character should also be their own antagonist to some degree because that's just a real human experience. But there should also be some kind of external, I feel like antagonistic force instead of just like this is a privileged young man who's gotten to go to a lot of schools and is kind of just flunked out on purpose because he doesn't want to do the work. And he also doesn't know how to have a two-way conversation with anyone because he's so, like, busy trying to keep himself from losing it all the time.
0: <laughs> I think what was also different about this is it didn't necessarily tell, like, an overarching story. It didn't have, yes, like, and a that was massive hard plot. Me. It, like, happened in the matter of, like, a week. And yep. there was no character And it wasn't even a coming-of-age story. No
2: character development. This is not a coming of age story. I had a really hard time like pinpointing the genre because it's not coming of age. It's like yeah. a slice of life. It's like a kind really of. bad slice he, of this guy's life.
1: He acts. He pretends like he's going to change at the end, but it's kind of like, will he, you know, or you never really know. But I will say, as somebody who has discovered on this podcast that I uh, love stories that have no plot. I was Uh so into it. I was like, hell yes. Don't give me any antagonist. I just want to see him
2: vibe. I was loving it. Odyssey. Yeah, and that's just not me at all. Which is just purely a preference thing. Like, it's not a critique of it. It's just what the book is, and that is just yeah. not my vibe. A slice it's, of life vibe has never been my vibe, and this was like the one slice of his life that got like dropped on the floor and scooped back up, and it's all gross and Ooh, stuff. And he was like, "This is that. the one. That's what this. Yeah, that slice it, of life was. It's
1: a character study that he is telling <laughs> you himself. It's yes. like he's analyzing his own character." He's almost an unreliable
0: narrator in that way, you know? 100%. But yeah, which I like. It, I love an unreliable yeah, narrator.
1: It's interesting. Yeah.
0: I really enjoyed it's, the fact that it explored his relationship. Like, he has all these different types of relationships with people in his life. Like, it's mm-hmm. all like vastly different. Like, he can have close relationships and people that mean something to him, but the reason why they mean something to him is like vastly different. And it's like very different from probably why anybody would have a relationship with anybody else. Like, what like close his,
2: relationship did he have that was two-way aside from his younger sister, Phoebe?
0: Well, okay, I say, no, I'm not saying two-way relationships necessarily. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, like, Yeah, the people that he encounters. The people you know. that he encounters, the people that he talks about experiencing, like, in his past schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason why they mean something to him is really different from how most people would think of people that mean something to them.
2: That's yeah. true. Yeah.
0: And also, I think I had a I hard like time relating to that with him. We
1: are invalidating. We haven't mentioned yet. He did experience a very intense trauma. And I think that True. he is just massively depressed from that. Yeah. And so oh, yes. he does live a privileged life. But I think you can't invalidate that he no. is dealing oh. with a lot in his head because his he's brother dealing died. with a lot in his head. Like. No. Yeah. And also he saw that kid like die on the nice. steps of the school and also then his yeah. brother died there's a lot going on with him and he doesn't he a even tell you him. about all of it until like you're in the book it's like he's yeah. also kind of like doesn't He'll, like drop that these the little reason. things that are
0: like oh hey this was this little piece of trauma in my past hey yeah. like, yeah, it's like if you put all the puzzle really pieces piece. together you're like this yeah. is like really like major. Like he needs help. No, yeah, and his, he
2: kind he, of doesn't. His, want I, to th- even his are I think his problems are a hundred percent valid, and his trauma was a hundred percent valid. Yeah, I think yeah.
1: that. Yeah, he, I don't think no. He definitely think, doesn't want to. Yeah, he's. um,
2: I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, there's a lot going on with our boy for sure. There is. And I just, everyone probably has some <laughs> yeah. big feelings about this kid one way or the other. I don't dislike him <laughs> as like a person. Like I don't want bad things for him. You know, I just, yeah. I definitely don't, I would never have had a crush on him. I will just say that he's not an attractive personality to me in any way. I,
0: can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. I, um, see it both ways. As an know? adult? I'm like, as an adult, I'm like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> like, that, yeah, exactly. Oh, that like, explains a it. I've been 80 years old Like, yeah, looking back I didn't at how it was that. then, it was yeah. just like, that's, it was also interesting to me to have someone who thought differently, who didn't want to be around ponies, you know, when you're trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out how to individualize yourself in high school and set yourself yeah, but apart. Also that called... That's like going to be the most attractive yeah. thing in another person. I guess so. Yeah,
2: That's definitely true. I just, I've been an old person since I was born, I guess. So I didn't really (laughs) have that. And so the same thing that I saw teenagers do when I was a teenager, where they would just call everything phony, because they were trying to be them true to themselves, you know? And so I think that... Most teenagers go through this phase of kind of like identifying everything else as fake or phony if it's not, you know, their individual thing because they're trying to be true to themselves, which is totally valid part of development. I didn't really have that. I just saw that and I went, oh, I can see what they're doing. I'm just going to skip that step. And I'm just going to know in my head, like, what might actually be phony. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and not bother to call all of it out, which a lot of teenagers do because it's a totally normal part of development. That's a good thing. And so Holden was doing that, too. And it just, like, when I saw teenagers my age doing it, and I was like, eh, it's unnecessary. It's a waste of energy. Like I felt the same way with Holden. Like, a lot of heartache. Yeah. And I felt that way with Holden. But not because he's, you know, a bad character. because he's a 16-year-old. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, right. well, unnecessary. That's-
1: That's what I'm thinking, because, like, I... The whole book, I was so protective of him I think because he's to me 16. tiny and yeah. 16 and because I can see right through his like yeah, yeah well they're a bunch of phonies because like you know he's like I hate going to the movies the movies are everyone's so phony there and then what does he do go to the movies he you know movies, he, yeah. he, he he's a hypocrite a lot of the time yeah. but I because he's trying like, to be true to himself <laughs> he's trying so hard I think and he's just yeah. not
2: getting anything right he's and trying so I, hard in what feels like all the wrong ways and I is, just made me I that. Bad. <laughs> I have this very vicious impatience for incompetence in myself and I know it's not nice but occasionally I'm like I feel like you could have done better and you intentionally did bad like self-sabotaging is just not something I have a ton of patience for <laughs> like the first few times I'm like all right but when you keep self-sabotaging in the exact same way at some point I'm like well it's not that I'm like not concerned at all for you I just like I'm, I'm not I'm not as moved by it basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was you know, trying to sure, think of sure. who, like what number he would be like on the enneagram. I've been getting into the enneagram. <laughs> A four. <again>. A four. <laughs> he, he thinks he. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm but actually I was also like, like with, he's constantly like seeking like thriller entertainment. So I'm like, maybe he's like an eight leaning like seven. I'm an eight. What are you talking? No, no, no. About? I know, I, but I'm only saying that because of aggression. <laughs> That's because of why. what? The aggression is what makes me makes oh, me think he even, leans eight. Oh, I didn't think he was very aggressive. I think he, he has some pretty he's soft a pacifist. opinions. He says he's a pacifist, but when you look he at did. like his actions and his, Well, like, all teenagers are extreme in their opinions. Exactly. They think and that so they're it right. could be developmentally like I couldn't agree. I think so. But I do think that he has like some seven tendencies in like this. I think he's an extremely sensitive soul. Pain.
1: Ooh, yeah. yeah he's sensitive I do think he seeks pleasure to avoid pain for yeah. sure well and that's like the, like, the biggest
0: thing for sevens yeah mm-hmm.
1: um he yeah I think that maybe a lot of it is that he made me sad so I was extra protective of him because like he's <laughs> I don't know you're he so does do all nice of those. you're so <laughs> no. sweet god he, thank god one of us is <laughs> i seriously was like if anything bad happens to this child i will lose my mind like i was so stressed out the whole book i was like
2: bad stuff is gonna happen because he's making bad choices and i won't be surprised (laughs) this is gonna suck for him
0: (laughs) that was i'm from the start what i liked is that i felt like if i knew this person in real life then he'd be the type of person that i could tell them like hey cut that shit out and they he would be like all right fair enough
1: (laughs) Yeah, he would respect it because he
0: hates.
2: He likes authenticity. authenticity. No, he would respect it, but no, guys, this is not a kid who's ready to actually hear things and make a change. because he has the opportunity to
1: many, many times. I'm not not saying he would change himself, but he would hear you out. He would hear you out and he would appreciate it. Like you
0: look at like the teachers that he bonded with most. They're the ones that were like, Mm -hmm. "Hey, you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? Why didn't you pay attention to my lectures?" Oh, no, he would
2: definitely, I guess I just, I had enough of this with my dude friendships. I'm like, I'm good. I know exactly where this road goes. Like, I know exactly. And yes, they will hear you out and appreciate it. And they're great. And they're just going through what's completely valid. But I know exactly where this road leads. Like, 100% Holden. Well, I'm hoping that he's able to turn it around. I know. He will. He will be able to turn it around. It's just. I don't think. It's going to take him longer and it's going to be harder for him than it had to be. And it's—I don't think that he's even doing anything like
1: really that bad, except no. for like not going to school and kind of like bumming around. Like, no, it's just his self-sabotaging so minor, really, in like, every little like, way.
2: Like, yeah, no, he doesn't do anything big. That's why he's not a bad dude. He's not like no, doing, making bad I think he's bad a decisions sweetie at his heart. Yeah, he's sure. just every little decision he makes, he makes a
0: self-sabotaging one. So those all kind of just pile up. I think also having his like constant internal dialogue like stream of consciousness you see like like he shares a lot of his worst thoughts like his Mm -hmm. most like pessimistic thoughts and every once in Mm a while he'll drop in like one of those things about how he thinks about women and he thinks you should respect them and you shouldn't use them you know or you shouldn't sleep Mm -hmm. with them if you don't really really like them i appreciated that about our boy And, like, there's, like, little parts of him that, like, you can really see the goodness, but when he's in this, like, you see the period of a week that's just, like, a chunk of his life that was just really hard, and I'm, like, he's having all of these dark, awful thoughts, so, so of course, you're gonna feel like he's unloading it on you because you're reading his consciousness,
2: Yeah, but Phoebe even indicates that this is how he's been for a long time. And the fact that he's been kicked out of multiple schools indicates that this is a very, very much an ongoing problem. And because this trauma has happened a while ago, like I felt like there was every indication that this was not just a week of his life, that this is kind of how he is. Yes, this is a slightly worse week than usual, but this isn't even the first time he's (laughs) flunked out of school.
0: Honestly, it makes me wonder if like he maybe struggles with like bipolar or something. Because the whole time I was like, I feel like I'm reading someone who's having like a episode yeah that was a lot of what i i thought about it that could be possible and i mean you look at that him he literally possible. he eats like, he mentions eating twice in the book and besides that he smokes yeah. like, four packs of cigarettes oh my gosh yeah and yeah so it's like, he, of course he's not going to be hungry he's not taking care of himself from like the mental health standpoint like,
1: <laughs> he does drink a lot and he smokes, smokes a lot so and much. he doesn't eat anything <laughs> No yeah. God, he, I just, he needs
2: he got, he needs help. Holden. He needs legitimately. He needs help.
0: He I, does. and even his friends uh, said, "Hey, you need to go to the psychoanalyst." Which at the time they didn't really have psychiatrists; they were psychoanalysts. So it's yeah. like it makes sense. That's like the most mental health you could get back then. It yeah. probably yeah. just gave you some coke and call it good, though. <laughs> so.
2: I'm <laughs> Maybe our boy could have used some. I mean, at literally anything other than what he was doing might have been better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mix
1: it
2: up a bit, Olden. And... Oh, my God. God. Anyways, um, um, all, all this has just been our assessment of the book. Yeah, Should yeah. I give like, we give him summary even... at all? I don't know
1: how much we need to do, really, because I kind of enjoy just talking about
2: it. I, I guess know. we can say,
1: like, basically what it's about, you know? Yeah. I would okay, so basically what it's about is... Holden Caulfield is the main character. He's 16. He goes to a, like, pr- like a boys' academy, basically. That's, like, very, you know, people are like, oh, that's a good school. But he is flunking out. Uh, they're mm-hmm. kicking him out. And it's, like, about to be winter break. And so he gets in a fight with his roommate over this girl that he kind of likes but then he, the roommate went out with him anyway it's a whole thing yeah. and he's kind of like screw this I'm just gonna go like hang out in New York City for a while which is where he lives uh for like until Wednesday whenever everyone's expecting me home yeah <laughs>
0: because that's when the winter because break he is. got kicked out yeah. he failed every class except for English yeah so he got he, kicked yeah. out and his parents hadn't been told yet yeah yeah he's waiting for them to get the letter yeah this is so the fourth what? one
1: Ash, I'm going to say something extremely controversial, but I think it's correct. Haley and I were talking about this. Uh, You know who Holden Caulfield gives me? Percy Jackson. This is the same situation... And they kind of have
2: the same, like, I'm going to tell you a story kind of they narration do. going on. I think Percy, and they both- <laughs> at the age of 12, has far better emotional regulation and decision-making <laughs> skills. But other than that, I'm, I would agree. I'm not saying they have the same issues necessarily, but they have
1: similar vibes to me. I at agree. At kind of good. I and see they Marcus. are developmentally
2: similar,
0: unfortunately, a
2: 16-year-old yes. to a 12-year-old. No, 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 no. Where they were at developmentally, Percy is far ahead of Holden Caulfield in this week of his life.
0: But you also don't see as much internal dialogue from Percy.
2: Yes, you do. It's in first person. And well, but, it's almost stream of consciousness. I, okay, you have you forget Percy was
0: struggling
1: a lot in the first. He was of struggling, books. but not like Holden Caulfield was He's struggling. He's not having a mental breakdown, no. But I think that like there is some comparison to be made.
2: <laughs> I feel like Percy Jackson learns things and like learns and then you know moves on and doesn't make the same mistakes twice. Uh, I feel like Holden Caulfield, by every indication, has just been making the same mistakes. For quite a while and he's still doing it he's like why is my life so hard and I'm like my sweet it's because you're doing the
0: same thing every it was time. I don't want to be that person but it was also like a different like time like it was like the late 40s like post-world war ii and... yeah, yeah world which war is
2: too he just lived through world rough. war ii
0: which is why yeah but he wasn't in the war here's
2: what I'm saying is <laughs> by that argument if you're gonna take that argument people were expected to grow up much faster so a 16-year-old then should be a lot more like a 19-year-old but now. should
0: they have been expected? Uh, to grow up? Now? No, no, it's not, we're not not
2: about should. It's about would they have but been. maybe he that's what he would have was been struggling. expected.
0: <laughs> because he was fighting against this urge to stay in childhood when everybody wanted him to grow up.
2: It's so He needed true, to grow
0: bestie. up. He needed yeah, to grow
1: he, up. He's hanging on to his childhood because his brother died. He's stuck in a limbo. He just lived through World War II. Thank you, there, Everyone has
2: expectations of him. Y'all, I grew, I grew up, up real argue. freaking young, and I don't regret it. I think it's saving me a lot of pain.
0: I, I will forced argue. myself in so the last two years of high school the first two years of college. I forced myself. I mean, I did a lot of stupid self-deprecating stuff, but I grew from it. Like, I put myself—I made a lot of stupid Holden Caulfield decisions. And yeah, there's still time for him. I he's learned like, from I, it. I, I also
1: feel like we I, he is immature, but I don't think he's so immature that it's like insane. I think literally the only things he does is have a hard time at school and not relate to people very well. So he puts up a mask of like being like, whatever, I don't care. I think that's literally all he does. I don't and think he's, he's an a a extreme.
2: I don't think he's an extreme example. Like I, I said, he reminds that... me of the dudes that I was friends with. Genuinely but friends with and cared about. He is literally 16.
1: To me, 16 is tiny. I don't yeah. think we should expect him to have it all together at 16. Like I, f- I feel like there are 16-year-olds who are way less mature than he is. He's oh, out yeah. on his own in New York. He's is not. Ma- a compa- doing I'm not comparing him. <laughs> Well, you guys, not you guys, but you, Ash. I'm yeah, thank you, he's Kendall. So, he is so immature. Like, he's so developmentally delayed. I think he's fine. He's going to be okay. He's just going through a rough patch, okay? Stop being mean to my boy. Stop
2: being mean to him. I think, objectively, he is somewhat delayed for his age. I don't think he's severely delayed. He reminds me of guys that I knew when they were 16. However, when uh, I yes. was 16... I was eons beyond some of this stuff. Not that I was like a perfect 16 old. I had my own issues. Ass. No, I had, I had issues in other areas, but I did kind of skip over some of the more stereotypical teenager ones, which is probably why I don't relate to him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know, fine. I know that's I... part of it, but.
0: <laughs> that's the thing is I feel like you have such little grace for him because you completely skipped your entire like teenager, adolescent years and well, here's just went why. to just because... being like a 30 year old woman. <laughs> Well, here
2: an eighty-year-old woman. Thank you, and I was an eighty-year-old woman before then too. You're much more mobile. Um,
0: you're very spry for an eighty-year-old. Yeah, am I? Great. You look awesome.
2: <laughs> like see <wheezing. laughs> Oh, thanks, an guys. Oxygen tank. Yeah, you I'm, I'm lot, spry. Really. Just need an oxygen tank. No, I'm not trying to not have grace for him. I just, the grace that I had for this type of personality, I really feel like I expended almost all that I had on my friends. And I love them to this day but man it takes a toll to be the close friends of someone who goes through these episodes like this repeatedly it takes such a toll to see them hurt and to hurt for them and to know that they're just gonna have to live through it because they'll listen to you but they're not ready developmentally they're not ready to make the changes to get out of this quite yet and so you just have to see them suffer yeah, and that is so painful so seeing that with him I was like no I thought I was kind of done with this because my friends had finally kind of aged out of but it took so long and so i'm like i don't want to i don't want to experience this again that
0: was so <laughs> heavy fair. that makes so much sense because there was like a good two years when you like your first couple years out of college you and i did not get along at all no <laughs> and it makes so much sense because that's when i was in my like holding paul field days yeah and you were already just done with it
2: <laughs> I was done with it. I wasn't... I would never try to be... Also, here's the difference is I was still friends with guys who while I was in college were going through that and that I was okay with that. But you're my little sister, so very different. Like, you weren't going to take the advice from me like Holden, oh. like Holden Caulfield might. You were going to be like, screw you, bitch. You know, like you were not going to like <laughs> take anything I had to say. So I think those might I have really been my couldn't. exact words. <laughs> I know. So that's the thing. So I really... We couldn't be as close because I didn't have any kind of in. My friends who were going through this kind of Holden Caulfield phase while I was in college, they were letting me speak into their lives at least. And we had like a bit of a dialogue. So even though I'm like just watching them self-destruct over and over, at least we could have some kind of contact and they could know that I cared about them. You were kind of like, F off, sister. I got this by myself. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I knew
0: knew consciously I could absolutely have skipped that phase, but I didn't want to. Oh, see, I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. I was in the same, I mean, I was in a weird place, like mentally, like Holden was. The thing is, is Holden can say that all the stuff that he's doing is probably really bad. He can be like, I know I smoke too much, and that's why I'm short of breath all the time. I know I need to eat more. That's why I'm a skinny mofo. Like, there's like, he's so into it. He's like, I could do these things better, but I choose not to. Like, he, he knows where he's at. He's very self-aware. I yeah. guess so. Like you have to I look at like the is. autonomy of like, what if someone just wants to be in that place in their life? Why would they want? See that that makes me angry. Why? <laughs> he had <laughs> an idea. Sometimes I think you they- need to put yourself your stuff that's harder than what you know that you're trying. Like whatever you're pushing aside, you need to put yourself something that's worse. So he was putting himself this- through all these things that were worse than his brother's death. He had, Maddie, he had some this- sort of a pain that he understood.
2: What this that, goes back to, Maddie, is one of probably you and my biggest philosophical difference in life and has always been because we've had this exact conversation word for word several times where you have said to me that you don't believe that you can really learn a lesson without going through something. You can't learn from I someone think else's can, experience. But I think
0: they're different. Different
2: personalities can't. Yeah, yeah, you think. Okay, yeah, you think I I guess you never you never said the different personality things before, but you have said to me before that you don't think that you can learn from someone else's experience like flatline. That was that was what you were living by for a while. I
0: struggled to.
2: And see, this is where philosophically this is where I philosophically disagree I have learned many things from watching other people just fail. Many things I still wasn't keeping an eye out for and I screwed up myself because that's just being a human. But I definitely believe that you can learn from others' experiences. And I do not believe that there is anyone who can't do that. I do believe that some people have a harder time with it and maybe they don't do it as naturally. I think being a middle child, I do kind of think that because I get to like look up and watch Caleb and look down and watch you. I do think that I kind of had more of an opportunity to develop that like watching you guys do stuff and kind of learning from y'all's experiences but i believe every human is capable of doing that no, I it just think might that come every more or human less naturally
0: is, i think every human is capable of doing it i do but i think it's a lot more of a learned behavior for people like myself like i i do maybe it's more worth now. learning and I, it absolutely is worth learning. I'm not going
2: to discredit that. But in high school, you were so adamantly, anytime I said anything related to that, you were like, "Absolutely freaking not, but with more profanity.
0: It, no, it's because I absolutely <laughs> wanted myself. I knew exactly where I was. I've always been very self-aware. And I wanted to be there. And I didn't want anybody to question why I was there because I was doing it on purpose. Why? I just, I don't, this is, I Listen, this is my, this is straight my personality. I
2: don't understand why. It was why. stupid,
0: but I was a teenager and I needed some sort of pain <laughs> that I put in my own life instead of being yeah. put upon me. I needed something that I could grasp that I could I understand. I guess I Wow, there that. you go,
1: because that's another thing. Maybe, I think Holden, he is so resistant, obviously, to growing up because mm-hmm. I think he's stunted because of his brother's death. But mm-hmm. also, I think that he is terrified of, like, He kind of does have this, I don't want to be like everyone else thing, of course, like that a lot of teenagers do. So he's terrified of being, you know, a phony, like everyone, Mm -hmm. like being the same as everyone else. So he's like, has these grand ideas, like, okay, well, now is the time I have to do this because inevitably I will get old and I will have to do what everyone else does. Like he has this thought that like I am going to have to fit in. So he's like, now is the time for me to do what I need to do and what I want to do. Like when he's talking to Sally and he's like, we should just go run away together and she's like we can't like we have stuff to do and he's like if we don't do it now we'll never do it that kind of thing he's like he knows he has to yeah he's like this it feels very immediate to him like everything is happening right now and I think it's because everything has kind of been you know it's like okay now he's at this school now he's at this school he is kind of having this thing of like he doesn't want to be told how his whole life is going to go right now. He wants some control over his life.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And he wants to prolong
1: his childhood. He's like, I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm growing up too fast. I don't want to be like this now. I want to be, you know, carouseling with my sister like i want to yeah. be with my little brother while yeah. we're like he has this like whole thing of like remember how he he keeps remembering like uh how he didn't let Allie come with him one time because mm-hmm. he's like no it's not for kids and so yeah. he, every time he thinks about it he's like i wish that i could go back and be like please come with me like do everything with me now because yeah. he's like stuck And I think that that's valid based on the trauma that he went through. That part made me
0: cry. I was just like, "That's so sad, sweet baby." It's so
2: intense. Yeah, I want to say again. I don't think any of his feelings or reactions were invalid at all. They drove me crazy, but they fully (laughs) had he fully had reason to feel and act the way that he did. Mm
0: -hmm. Do I feel
2: that he could have done better with maybe? I mean, I don't know that he could have, be, for where he was at, done better. No. I just, it's so hard to watch someone make so many choices that make their own heart situation even harder. It's just so hard to watch. It is. Like, it's yeah.
1: just painful.
0: It wasn't no, easy, I, but I felt like I could relate to it. Yeah. And that's the difference. To it. I think, I think still we kind of all Charlie agree,
1: actually. Outside
0: perhaps we yeah, saw so
2: <laughs> approaching it from different except places. that i would never have ever been attracted to holden caulfield ever <laughs> i don't understand that because I... I'm, I am looking at it from the outside as i did with my friends who came to me to talk to me about all of this kind of stuff that holden was going through and i it was all valid then when they said it and i cared about them and i listened to them and i told them what i could tell them and like what i thought and they appreciated it even if they didn't listen and like those were real friendships and but I didn't go through that the way that they went through it. And I didn't go through it anything the way that Holden did. I didn't have a normal, like, teenage experience in any way. So I don't... I can't relate, like, from a personal level. I can only say from an outsider, like, if you were, like, my little brother or if you were, you know, one of my friends... It would just be so painful to watch you going through this, but I
0: cannot, on a personal level, relate to him at all.
2: (laughs) And it was painful. As
0: an adult reading it back, it was so much more painful to read it this time.
2: Because I do see him,
0: I'm in the place in my life where I'm a mom now. Like, I have a professional job. I'm in that, I'm out of my Holden Caulfield phase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I was wondering about that. it, It hurts. Like, it does hurt to read, and it hurts to see this character that you can like empathize with like hurting themselves but at the same time i'm like unfortunately like i know a lot of kids go through that and especially with bomb working in youth ministry before like we had a lot of kids that i'm sure their their internal dialogue probably was exactly like holden's Mm -hmm. and it hurt to see them struggle too but i i felt like i appreciated it so much because i felt like it was so realistic
2: no it was this i have my problems with this book are not about the the way it was written. It's at all, just holding stupidity. I yeah.
1: yeah I, mean. we just, I think we just all, based on our own personalities and where we are, we all feel differently about him. But I think yeah. we all understand like what JD was doing at, with him as a character. It's
2: right. Yeah, sides I think that's are the where same we are. point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, it really is. It's probably. I'm I'm guessing like this feeling of like everyone like hates or loves Holen probably comes back to. Like, the differences in the teenage experience. Like, if you didn't have, like, if you didn't go through kind of, like, the normal teenage development experience, then you might be more like me and just be, feel very impatient and frustrated yeah. by Holden. If you had some of that more teenage, normal teenage experience, maybe you can relate more to him so you have, like, more sense, you more you have more patience for him because you can kind of relate to when you felt like that. So I'm, I kind of wonder if maybe that's what it all comes back to for why has such big feelings about this book.
0: Yeah, I do I remember know, but- in my AP lit class, we had like all of like, because it was like the only AP class, our school was so tiny. Um, we had like the eventual valedictorian and like all of like the top students, and they were the ones that hated it, like absolutely hated it. Cause they're like, this makes no sense. And he was, they were saying the exact same stuff that you're saying, Ash. Man, it's Because like, Holden's
2: not a logical
0: person, and he doesn't make logical I didn't any go through places.
1: like a big rebellious teenage phase or anything, so I don't know why I love him so much. I think I literally just want to protect him. I you think do. that's what it is. Yeah. It's, you, you have a bleeding
2: heart. You always do for the for care for this. You're heart. very <laughs> empathetic, and
0: I love that about you. <laughs> oh thanks guys (laughs) i'm just trying to
1: figure this has been a great convo can i just say i like love this right now (laughs) it really has been there's plenty to say are we doing like literature analyzing are we actually like talking about
2: like we are kind of doing doing, like an analysis it is i will say my big problem with this book that made me not i probably won't pick it up to read again anytime soon i'm sure i'll read it again at some point but it was the lack of plot Which is not a really... It's (laughs) totally a personal preference. It was on purpose. And it's the slice of life thing. Like the fallen on the ground slice of life with like hair and lint in it. That's what this one was. Um, Which is valid, but disgusting. And I didn't enjoy it at all. Because it's not my thing. So I don't know that it's really fair for me to like say as a judgment on the book. I don't like the lack of plot. Because that's what it was intended to be. Um, but it's definitely not my style. Yeah, I mean it you was, can just say you don't like that. That's yeah, fine. I didn't I don't personally like that, which is not a judgment on the book, but I don't personally yeah. enjoy no plot. That was difficult.
0: I felt yeah. like the book ended and I was like, seriously, <laughs> like that's nothing it. happened. I think that's better for me because it's not like it was a series. Like I really love like trilogies. I just finished like the Kira Cast like the selection series mm-hmm. yeah baby i know i finally read it <laughs> and, oh. um but i feel like if this had more plot then i would be like well what happens in the next book and i'd like be Ooh, killing yeah. myself over it but i think because it doesn't just being a standalone book i feel like it, it gives me enough closure that i'm like okay this is fine i can pick it up again next time i want to read oh, it i
2: felt the opposite yeah. I felt zero closure <laughs> It was like oh, really no closure at all. I was so frustrating. I felt I like someone that... had just
0: given us a slice of their life for a day and, you know, and cool. And that was all we get. That's all we need.
1: Yeah. That's like all he's going to tell us. And I'm like, okay, I wish you nothing but the best. Like, that's yeah. all that I'm supposed to be here for. I don't know. I, I agree. I like that part. I
0: think it. I also, it allows you to emotionally separate yourself because Ash, like, especially where you were with your like real life friends is you had ongoing, it was an ongoing conversation with him. It wasn't just one conversation. Like, yeah. I don't feel any responsibility Ooh. for his well-being after this I feel this full book. responsibility
2: for Holden Caulfield, which is probably why he stressed me out. To me. I feel fully responsible for Holden Caulfield <laughs> for his success. So the fact that the book ended and we saw no indication that he was even doing any better, I was, like, having such anxiety when the book ended. I was like, well, what
0: happens to him? He did say <laughs> he saw a psychoanalyst, though. Yeah, oh, he's, God. like, telling it from... <laughs> so, yeah. he, there is slight improvement. I hope I, so. And I he felt got full sick probably responsibility from smoking for him. four
2: packs and not eating. I remember, yes, he did. He got very sick towards the end of the book. And I was also stressed. I felt full... Like, I did for my friends oh, then. I felt full so responsibility stressed. for his well-being. And it's so, so much pressure, you guys. It's so no, stressful. It is. it is. The
1: part... The part when he's, like, walking across the street and kept being, like, I feel like I'm going to die. Like, he just had this inevitable doom hanging over him. Yeah. And he was, like, talking to, like, his dead brother, like, yeah. he, "Like let me live until I cross the street. Yeah. I was losing my mind. I straight up was, like, is this boy about to die? I had no idea how this book ended. I was so stressed. I couldn't remember so how boring. it ended. Like,
0: I was <laughs> too... I was so, so worried. I had never read this. But it's sad because at the same time, I was like, if he died, that'd be even more closure. <laughs> <laughs> I would have yeah, been like, like... <laughs> what the actual F did I just read? <laughs> like,
2: I would have been
0: <laughs> so unbelievably furious. But I think so also because his mental health was so crazy. I was thinking about it. and I was like, "Does he, you know, unalive himself at the end? Like, I yeah. couldn't remember because, like, I mean, he mentioned it in the book a few times. Yeah, yeah I was really nervous I was so I was like I don't remember him being necessarily like a lost cause but nobody's a lost cause
2: like literally my heart is beating so fast thinking about Holden Caulfield and like oh my god I hope he's okay because of the way the book ended where he just left off and I'm like gee I hope he doesn't unalive himself gee I hope things get better from here like I, so I stressful. This I is. I, I. just found him so stressful. My heart is
0: pounding for holding. Control. I'm so. <laughs> I'm I think but it I, also shows the difference in personalities. Is I don't feel. I've had. I've had to separate myself from feeling responsibility for other people's actions or their emotions. Past what they share. I have with a huge problem with. Them. If I only I'm get a snippet of, of their that's life, and get to bro. speak into their life, and that's the only time I can have peace with that. And if something terrible happens to them. That's not my responsibility.
1: Yeah, that's that's a healthy perspective. Just that's do what you very can. That's a healthy
2: perspective. I, I really <laughs> wish I could embrace that. If somebody <laughs> walks in the door and they're upset, I'm like, it's my fault. What did I do? How can I fix it? I know. Yeah, it I'm that not seem too. to break that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty normal response, but how on earth do you break that habit? I've tried so hard. I've talked to therapists about it. I don't know how to like rewire that in my brain. I think emotionally detaching myself from our father worked pretty well. <laughs> Well, I mean, I
0: nailed that one. (laughs) I've succeeded once in like a million. It's an (laughs) ongoing thing. Sometimes I'm better than other times. I think I'm in a good space right now. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. I got back on my antidepressants, so that's also probably helping. (laughs) All right. Hopefully so did Holden Caulfield. I'm really hoping. I know. I really hope they gave him more than just coke. Maybe something (laughs) that's not a stimulant.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, while we're talking about, well, sort of talking about, like, being responsible for other people. no. But I found that the, like, because I was always like, why is it called The Catcher in the Rye? But then when he explains it, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. great. My heart's breaking even more because he's basically like... Kind of, it was almost like he's self-aware. Like I don't want other kids to be like this <laughs> or yeah. be like he's trying. I was very sweet. He hasn't them
0: before they run off a cliff. Yes, exactly. It was like
1: stressing me out, and it made me cry a little bit because he's kind. I of I thought it was very. That's sweet. why I think he has a
2: really good heart. He's just
1: kind of in a really messed up. Place. He's in a
2: very tough place, and I hope things get better. But like the sad reality is, sometimes things don't, and so that's why this the way this left off just killed me, like destroyed me. Cause I was like, I have absolutely no indication that this is going to get better or worse. But based on what we know about him so far, I'm extremely concerned. And he (laughs) is, he's a sweet kid. He's not a bad kid. He's not a bad person or a bad character. He's a sweet kid who's going through so much and is not making his own life easier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Definitely. I think I feel more hopeful because I feel like a lot of his internal dialogue matched a lot of what I went through first season of my life and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm here I'm on the other side so I have hope. yeah
1: yeah I, have I did too I thought that the ending felt you could take it either way I don't know I'm yeah. choosing to believe it's gonna be okay but I also could see the other way around I,
0: I think it depends on if you're like an optimist or a pessimist you can this really is, and this is where it.
2: once again I'm so in, very in the middle because I because my my thought was I don't think he analyses himself. I think he lives on and I think good things happen and bad things happen. But I do think that this like the way that I see his life going is the balance of like really hard things to really happy things. There's a lot more hard things he goes through because of the way yeah. he lives his life. Absolutely. And Probably. That's so painful. That's so painful. I don't want him to have a bad life. I don't want him to have like a really like just tumultuous experience of human life. But I feel like he is going to. And I mean, that's better than getting worse or unaliving himself. My God, because at least he still gets happy stuff that happens sometimes. But just to like think that realistically he goes on and his life, it maybe gets a little better, but it's still very, very hard.
0: I think that if life just got significantly better for him constantly, I think he would feel like that was boring. (laughs) I feel like he thrives on the highs and the lows of life.
2: Yeah, I can't like, relate. I do have to and say, like, he,
0: the whole, like, the amount of times that he mentioned really serious, like, mental health, like, thoughts and didn't take any action on it. It was just a passing thought and how he still went out and took pleasure in things, even things that he doesn't enjoy. You know, he would. Yeah. I think some people live like that. I'm not saying it's healthy or that they should. I don't think that he's a mentally healthy. Person. I think he needs no. help. I'm
2: not saying no, that's the that, thing. But... And I just, it's hard to picture him getting enough help to where he breaks out of that cycle. I hope that yeah. he does, but I
0: i didn't feel that way when the book ended. I have to wonder if J.D. Salinger is anything like Holden. Because I feel like you look at his life and you'd be like, hmm, that's a little well, bit Well, you similar. always wonder. You yeah. always wonder
2: when it's like an author writes like from like a first person perspective of a character because there's always a lot of you as a writer. Like when you write a main character, even if it's someone that yeah. you tried to write to make them completely unlike you, there's still so much of you. Every book them. of yours so that I've I read, Ash,
0: I see so much of you in the main characters and I know you don't oh. do it on purpose.
2: But it's like I, I don't, but I am aware that I, I – I don't do it on purpose. I am aware, very aware of it because it's my main character syndrome and I write in first person. And, and also you, when you write a book, things. I feel like you give a little piece of yourself
0: out too. Like, it's not bad. 100%. It yeah, makes a like character is, a lot more real. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's – exactly. I just think that that's writing. Like I don't think it's just me. I think that that's just what writing is. And that's why it's curious when you get a character this unique – to, to question, yeah, I wonder what parts yeah. of Holden were just JD Salinger. Totally. Because some I of them were. I also
1: thought that. I mean, yeah. they're both New Yorkers.
0: And, New Yorkers. Uh, they both had
2: went to multiple schools, apparently. They mentioned yeah. that Holden's a next school was going to be
0: military school. So, yeah, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. I also, I'm like, you know what? That makes me even more hopeful knowing that he lived until he was 91. I'm like, Holden's still so kicking. If J.D. Salinger was kicking till 91, I bet Holden could too. I don't know how even his life was, but. I I just hope his life wasn't really
2: hard forever.
0: I don't know. I just don't want his
2: life to suck. Everybody's life is hard for seasons. Yeah, Yeah, but some people make their lives harder than they need to be on a more consistent basis. I do
1: think he is one of those people. I don't know that he'll ever fully grow out of it, but I think that he will probably get better.
2: I um, think the season will get shorter. The emotional yeah. empathetic burnout that I'm feeling just thinking about it is, is like <laughs> physically painful. He's not your responsibility, Ash. Yeah, he's not real but Ash Maddie, If he was my friend, he would have been. It oh, would have no. been for the rest of my life. No, Caulfield weren't your responsibility
0: either. Get it out of your head. Anything yeah. that you think that was not your responsibility. Then it's not your responsibility now. Then shame on you. Yeah. I I <laughs> yeah. If I was
2: friends with Holden Caulfield. And his life just went on. I would feel for the rest of my life that his state of being was on me. Like, that's why I'm so stressed not to know how his life went. Like, there would have been no point in time, even if we drifted apart, where I would have, like, detached emotionally from his, his success as a genuinely happy person.
0: Ash, <laughs> I mean this in the nicest way possible, but please don't ever, ever work for a 911 response.
1: Oh, yeah. Never do that. Never. No. <laughs> Worst That'd job ever for you.
0: <laughs> you not, I, it is so amazing. Maybe not my calling. And it's so Which important. Which is funny because but... I
2: am very, very good at emergency response. I'm excellent in an emergency. Sorry. I'm the one you want with you in an emergency. But emotionally, <laughs> if we have a moment of emotional connection, I won't let it go ever forever. I will always care. Emotion. All of my enemies out there, if you think you're my enemy, just know even if we don't talk now, if we've ever had an emotional moment, I care deeply about you, and I will be invested in your success for the rest of my life. Aww, I can't turn it off. That's so, ash. <laughs> is it? I can't turn it off. So I'm not necessarily trying to be sweet or any anyway, otherwise. That's just that's how I am, and I'm you're like anyways. dang it. <laughs> <I
0: can't> stop <laughs> screwing <laughs> don't See the point in care. holding grudges. I purposely hold mm-hmm. grudges if I want to, but otherwise, it's just too much effort. I don't really hold grudges. Some people fall away. Because or I think positive that, you know, emotions. Either way. It can be really exhausting. Yeah. A positive grudge. <laughs> LOL. I love well, you. I have a
1: positive grudge against you. I have a positive grudge against you. I don't know.
0: Like old friends and stuff. Like I don't want to see them fail. But I also don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about like
2: yeah like no i i don't i don't think like constantly about all of the friends that i've had my memory frankly is not good enough but like if something comes up or something reminds me of them or i see something about their life and it like it's not a good thing i like my heart shatters into a million pieces and if i feel all the weight as if we had been close this whole time and i could have done something to stop it i actually
0: had one of those moments about one of your close friends ash that was like that you're (laughs) one of your old friends from like high school oh really Uh, yeah and I normally don't have those I normally emotionally Mm. distance myself probably to an unhealthy level I think that's probably why
2: I'm so fine mine's completely unconscious so like I don't (laughs) I don't build that bond on purpose I the way that I talk also you can tell like I'm not someone who's like out here like trying to build bridges with people that's not really my intent ever (laughs) but it happens well do we want to do
1: our 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 stats yeah let's perhaps. do our stats this book was so
2: freaking draining you guys <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna need to like go to bed immediately after this. yeah um, i'm like so emotionally dr- i've talked more about my feelings in the last half hour than i have in probably the last year and i don't enjoy it okay <laughs> i'm not See, i'm not that's how, you,
1: that's how you know this was a good book because it had us talking like this for literally an
2: hour i know <laughs> and i'm exhausted now i'm yeah, exhausted really? and it's all holden's fault it's I'm so fault. tired sometimes it, it's important my heart
1: is tired yeah. <laughs> i don't that, like this See, this is literature you guys get you is. thinking
0: gets you gets the old cogs whirring. yeah Whoring i don't think i feel like i heard something are they not allowing catcher in the rye in schools anymore
1: I think it's always been kind of a banned book yeah. because yeah. they talk about sex and stuff. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> That's bye. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah,
0: I so. hate banning any books. <laughs> so I feel I'm like, like I remember talking S- to some younger kids from my high school and they didn't have to read it in their AP lit class. And so I was like wondering if I was like maybe the last person.
1: Oh, yeah. Last, we. Like, I never yeah. read it either, but I don't think it was. I know that my teachers would
2: have if they had just picked it. I don't I don't yeah. think it was a. Yeah. It's but not yeah, like think, federally banned. I don't know. I don't know if there are any books that are like federally banned in public schools. I, I think don't it's think pretty that's much... legal. Actually, like yeah. No. But I know I that a lot, libra- a lot of like
1: people have banned it before. A lot of schools there's have actually, like policies about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it changes.
1: There's a joke in. Um, footloose the musical which i know because i was in it <laughs> where they like ran the main characters like reading catcher in the rye and then mm-hmm. they're like oh that's a nasty sinful book or whatever and then they're like you should read huckleberry or that like, you should read tom sawyer
0: oh my god that's <laughs> such like, racist uh,
1: <laughs> okay i know it's
0: just like oh, oh. Also, can i say it, that like besides god damn they didn't say really like there was no like actual like swear words. They were all just like older swear words, like that you could say nowadays, and nobody that wasn't. <laughs> wow, oh no,
2: no. When I say the profanity was in it and constant, it's not that it was bad. It was just that there was it was so frequent. I was like, do yeah. you not have any other adjectives like at all? <laughs> well, which is I thought how it was I always so, feel when people curse a lot. I
0: thought that the old curse words were hilarious. I loved them. Yeah. I, like, there was to, so like, much them up, son of a bitch, and
2: it was literally all one word, son of a bitch, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're a son of a bitch and goddamn were his favorites. Which I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I get it. Is there no, I was just. I was, I was like, if you're going to curse this he- much, could you mix it up? I married a man who curses constantly, but it's always new. It's, and I- it's always something I haven't heard before. See, this is giving
1: outsiders to me, like some of the stuff that Holton was doing, because it's like mm-hmm. old-timey boy who's like, I'm going to cuss a lot because I'm 16.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I thought it was so up. funny that he was so mad that people were writing the F word on the wall oh, I- <laughs> in school, and I'm like, oh, so you have morals now.
2: I know. Oh, no. <laughs> he
0: was, but he was, yeah. Wow,
2: that was oh, funny. God.
1: I, lo- I love some of the phrases he does. Like, he would say the same five things over and over and over. Like, that just about killed me. Like, that he or, said that so many times.
0: I loved it how he described, like, when a girl looks really good. He was like, it just knocked me out. And I'm like, yes. I want my husband to say, like, you just knocked me out. Like, you're so knocked, beautiful. Yeah. But do you yeah. want him to talk about
2: your pretty little ass as yes. much as he did? I was, really? Yeah, I was, like, Stop I'd be calling her that. ass, like. Stop saying pretty
1: little ass so much. I I think that generally Holden came out of this with a good rating on women, uh, on how he respects women. Compared to like how bad he could have been. Oh my god, he was so far beyond. Like,
2: oh my goodness. I know. No, no, it's not a critique (laughs) on He had a pretty dang comparatively healthy um, view of women. Comparatively. Comparatively. comparatively, Because objectively... No, he's still pretty far behind. But compared to then,
0: yes, he was doing very well. It also, made me it's like really sad thought, that it was like yeah. a normal thing that girls would say, "No, don't stop," and that guys would continue. Can we like I... just mention that he mentioned it and he's like, "I would stop because it just didn't feel right," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Someone's talking I'm about like, consent. You're a good person, before, like, They even like talked about consent.
1: Yep. I was so upset by that. Yeah, I was like, okay, consent mm-hmm. king holds in Caulfield but yep, yeah, everyone yep, else yep. jail. You're all going to jail. Um, 100%. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, what's his stupid roommate's name? He was like, yeah, I know Ugh. he's a son of a bitch when he goes on dates or whatever. And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I was like, so this stressed is not out. Not good. I- imagine I would ha- I would hate my life too if I went to that boys academy. You know yeah. all they do is talk horribly about women. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <But> literally. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yep.
2: Yeah. Ugh! What a mess. Anyways, oh. um, what would we do? What would we say for uh, favorite and least favorite parts
0: of this book? Oh God, uh, Maddie, you go first. Yeah. Um, my my favorite part was um when he was talking with the nuns about Romeo and Juliet. It's a super oh. weird thing, but mostly because he was like shitting on I like Romeo that. and Juliet. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. why did they kill Mercutio? Yeah, he, like, I, I liked that. You. I Thank love you. that he loved
1: Mercutio. I was like, it I was think so Romeo funny. and Juliet
0: are so boring. They're so lame. I really couldn't I just less think they're them. stupid. But in the same yeah. way,
2: I felt like Holden Caulfield was self-destructive.
0: <laughs> See, that's... But he was cute. aware of it. That's the thing, is he had this self-awareness. Yes.
1: That's what funny that he was kind of like, yeah, they're dumb, but I also a teenager who is self destructive is not. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was kind of aware, yeah, but he wasn't yeah. like making the connection between them. He was like, well, at least no, Mercutio wasn't
0: boring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, <laughs> he was, was like, correct.
2: True. Yeah, Mercutio is mean, not a phony. That's for sure. I mean, no, not he wasn't. at all. Mercutio is the king for now and forever. So <laughs> I was like, I appreciate your opinion, I even though that part it too. is a little ironic. And I loved how
0: it, like he like I was his. Favorite interaction that he had when he was thinking about things he genuinely Aww. liked. It was the interaction with the nuns. That was so. Like, that is so sweet and so pure. And he gave yeah. them money when they weren't asking for it, and he like genuinely cared about what oh, they were. Stop. Doing. I'm gonna cry. Like I feel like that showed like one of the best parts of his personality. Yeah, yeah. totally. It showed a um, lot of bad parts of him in this book, but that was a really good part.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, part I thought was so funny. Kind of in that part was when he was um, talking about how he thought all the disciples were stupid and he (laughs) hated them, but he liked Jesus a lot. But I guess I'm probably an atheist because I hate everybody else. (laughs) That's
0: cracking. I'm like, when they saw that Christianity is about Christ and (laughs) not disciples.
2: Well, there's a reason. Yeah, he was so. (laughs) He's like, I felt like uh, they didn't really do all that much to help Jesus out when he was here, and I'm like, you were correct.
0: It was, he was like, they technically I mean, didn't on. do anything without him.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was like, I mean, I don't blame Jesus or anything. It's not like he had time to really vet them. Like <laughs> he just kind of picked random guys, you know? It's yeah, not, nothing against Jesus. I was like he sort of does that. Like the
2: whole time I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That he's just very. About he's <laughs> For such a person who behaves so irrationally, he thinks so rationally about some stuff. Yeah, I know. It's just you never know which ones he's going
1: to be rational about. (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, what he's going to decide he thinks about somebody. Like, I could never figure out if he was going to like or hate somebody, really, because he would just go back and forth. Like, even at the beginning, he's like, yeah, uh, Ackley is such a – like, I don't like Ackley at all. And then as soon as – uh, his roommates being mean he's like actually Ackley's
2: a pretty great <laughs> guy like, yeah like he does the <laughs> whole it's the unreliable narrator thing too so every time he'd like introduce us to a character and be like this character is a jerk or this character is whatever I'm like are they <laughs> I don't know if I believe you
0: yeah I do feel just... like he was able to see in the same way that we saw the best and the worst of him I feel like he was able to see the best and the worst of people
1: yes i was thinking that too because he kind of would be like yeah they're kind of stupid but then he'd be like but they had the best way about them in doing this like he He would would just just kind of like fully i think that he really tried to see people but he wasn't always so good at interacting with them but he was like really open to like maybe they're good in this way and bad in this way (laughs) yeah most people except for like random people he met like one time but you know he was trying i think yeah yeah. I think so my- is that your
2: favorite part or I mean I don't have a favorite oh, part oh me? Of people, no. yeah. my
1: favorite part was at the end with the carousel when he was oh, happy and it was raining that was
2: Good. actually my favorite part was um, when he was talking to Phoebe and when he whenever he talks about Phoebe he talks about how smart she is Aww. and stuff that because it's one sweet. of the few times that you get to see him fully without reservation say talk about something that he likes and even loves and there's like no negative anything yeah and it's i was like such so refreshing to know there's something in your life that makes you
0: happy i know
2: the thing (laughs) is is like if you read through the book you can
0: think of the things that he mentioned that he liked at the time but being in such a state of desperation all the time like yeah Yeah. it's hard like when you're having a rough time it's a lot harder to think of the things you like as opposed to the things you dislike that's true
2: it's definitely true uh least favorite parts
0: the prostitute oh god that was rough. that part that was, was so
1: stressful
0: <laughs> it was extremely when they stressful. came back in
1: oh my god the thing <sighs> is,
0: is i couldn't remember how that part went but i was like there's no way he sleeps with the
1: prostitute no way nope i knew yeah. he wasn't gonna i was like this is <laughs> it was so funny though that he was like i mean i kind of already said i'd do it so i guess we're doing this now but i was like holden you don't have to say yes to that you could be like no thanks but yeah. it was like,
2: He was like, "I guess so." Oh my god!
1: I thought it was so funny when, like,
0: this scrawny ass little dude, like, (laughs) still just (laughs) says, "No, you can't have five bucks," which I know, granted, was a lot more money back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still, I'm I'm like, you're about to get your ass beat, dude.
2: There I would have just know. given him the five bucks. I just I like every too. other thing with Holden, I'm like, sweetheart, I understand why you feel the way you feel, but there is an easier way.
0: <laughs> yes. and well he, he was like himself. I'm gonna pick so the who's hard just way. To say that at least he's choosing his name.
1: Oh my god. He flat. knew what was gonna happen.
0: He's not stupid. Yeah. He's choosing to increase his pain. He's already in pain from yeah. like, how, make sense to you?
2: But how much pain do you have to stack on? Like I Jeez. don't. He was already <laughs> having such a rough time. Yeah, that was probably my least favorite part too. Specifically, when he got like kind of beat up by the pimp, I was yeah. like, "This was unnecessary." Like, you're literally beating this guy when he's already down. It's so unnecessary. He was, like fully
0: crying too. Oh, I
1: hated
0: that. <laughs> Every time he actually cried in the book, which is only like three yeah. times, that was hard. That was, that was, was very hard. hard. He was like, yeah.
1: I think I just started crying. <laughs> I was like, oh, my uh, God. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. He kept saying something. Gosh, I know. <laughs> I
2: swear to God, I'm not kidding. you have to do with the New York I'm not even too. kidding. <laughs> um, what about favorite and least favorite characters? I will say Phoebe's my favorite character right up front. I loved her. Holden's my favorite character. Uh, I didn't like
1: Stodletter, like whatever yeah, his name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that roommate. I was not
1: sure. One. Can I bring up my f- least favorite part, I think, was the part. Where he was at his teacher's house and then he thought he was going to molest <gasps> oh. him and then he left. Yes. Because was, at, when oh, I, I changed first my mind. read it, maybe that was my yeah. favorite part. When I first I read so it, too. I was like so upset. I was like, okay, was he literally about to molest him? Yeah. And then Spark Notes, because <laughs> I just wanted to get another like confirmation. Yeah, I needed another read on it because yeah. Holden himself was like, oh, I don't know. Was that what I thought it was kind of thing later? Yeah. And so then Spark Notes was like, it might not have been that. And Holden just has intimacy issues. And I was like, true, but also who knows. So I'm not and sure.
2: And I'm I'd have been real creeped
1: out by so. it. And I hated it. Yeah. And I hated that, that part made me sad. Really, really yeah. sad. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. I hated that. Also,
1: he was like, "Yeah, people are always trying to molest me," and I was like, "I am literally gonna." Cry he just freaked. Yeah,
2: out. he literally just dropped that in there, and I was like, "Oh my god, hold it! What I else know. have you not told us?" I oh my god. don't know. Yeah, I
1: hate that. That Ugh. part was my least favorite part.
2: Yeah, I know. I agree. I, I changed mine. I, agree. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Least <laughs> favorite character. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the roommate. The, the gross one who treats women horribly. Yeah, but thinks he was he's hot the shit. worst. He was like, like he hey, really is the worst. Write
1: my essay for me. And I was like, screw you, dude. <laughs> yeah.
2: And he's like, what's consent? I don't yeah, care. I
1: hated that.
2: Yeah, and then he disgusting. didn't even
1: remember her name and all of that. And Holden—he like, really uh, was just
2: a garbage person. <laughs> he
1: was the worst. And Holden wrote him the like essay about his dead brother's baseball glove, and it was, I'm sure, a very good essay because he's not yeah. failing English. <laughs> and his stupid roommate was like, "What the hell is this?" I was like, yeah. "Screw you, dude! Beggars yeah, can't seriously. be choosers."
2: One hundred percent. Yeah,
0: hated that. Maddie, I'd say probably the same. as Holden was my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the roommate. I'd say that the creepy teacher, I do think that there was something sketchy going on there, my personal opinion. Eek. Like, I was, yeah. That's it was just weird. like the thing is, just thinking of his relationship is like, that's absolutely grooming. Eek. Like nowadays, that's what we would see. So, yeah. I, I think that if there's even a question, mm. that's yeah. fair. So, that's definitely fair. I'd say he's probably. I, I dislike him more than I dislike the roommate who was the real jackass, but who was happy ha- I got also. worse vibes from the teacher. And I also think I... that Holden's a very discerning person. I yeah, I, I think he so. He did kind
1: of I don't know, I think he was really worried about <laughs> like gay people though. <laughs> like I don't know. I think he has a weird <laughs> he has a weird idea part I mean, sure it's you know mostly because of the time period. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone was like that. But he, not everyone, but, you know, it was common. But I think that he kind of might have been extra like, oh, God, like, what is this? But also I don't want to invalidate Holden's experience. So I also am like, this sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know.
0: I hated all of that.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, I think it's
0: also like important to say that like being gay and being a molester are not synonymous.
1: Oh, yeah, that's not what yeah. I'm saying at all. Sorry, yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't, I know that's I didn't,
0: didn't what you are saying. I know that's what I you're saying. I didn't mean it like that. But I'm just saying. I, I think just, in Holden's head, in Holden's head, I think that he maybe thought that they were synonymous because it was so unknown at that time. Yeah, and so I just want wanted. I, I don't think you were saying that at all.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but you clarifying, clarifying that you think that's what Holden thinks. Think thank that's what you Holden for that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And yes, so, I
1: was. Wor- I, yeah, I yeah. think he might have thought, oh, yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, because anyway, he didn't whatever.
0: mention like necessarily like oh, he's a molester. He he made the negative part be like oh, he's gay, which like that's not the, that's not the bad part about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the worst <laughs> like, part about the situation. Uh, you're like, sweet. No. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh god. for sure. Anyway, uh, what about favorite quotes? I really liked this one
1: um, when he said. What really knocks me out is a book that when you're all done reading it, you wish the author that wrote it was a terrific friend of yours and you could call him up on the phone whenever you felt like it. That doesn't happen much, though.
2: <laughs> it really like, knocks Aw. me out. I know, That's I love so that. What really knocks me out is... <laughs> we should bring that back. That's good. Oh, it's
0: so cute.
1: Yeah, I, was yeah, like, I, I liked that, too. I that way, too. too.
0: Yeah. yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Mine was long, but but I'll read like part of it. It was when he was in the museum or when he was talking Mm -hmm. about the museum and he was saying you could go there a hundred thousand times and the Eskimo would still be just finished catching those two fish. The birds would still be on their way South. The deers would still be drinking out of that water hole with their petty, pretty little antlers and the pretty skinny legs. And this is like the longest run on sentence. Oh my gosh. (laughs) and that squaw with the naked bosom would still be weaving that same blanket nobody would be different the only thing that would be different would be you and I'm like that is so like that gives me the nostalgic feeling of like every time that you're in a place you haven't been in in forever it Mm -hmm. like it hasn't changed but you have and so everything looks different like you're looking at it from the eyes of an adult so I have to wonder like when he goes back to that museum in a later stage in his life, it's going to look entirely different than then, even than it did. I hope so. And as a teenager, and then him as a child.
2: Yeah. So That's very... You guys both picked, like, really, like, poignant <laughs> quotes. Mine is a little spicier. <laughs> oh! <laughs> because, I, because Not, like, in, like, a sexy way spicy, oh. but I mean, like, spicy, like, the way the vet asked me once if my cat was spicy, <laughs> like, if she was going to scratch oh. her, which I thought was funny. Um, She didn't, by the way. Lily was on her best behavior that trip. So, um, But anyways, so this is, I guess, this is one of the quotes that I really related to, which in a book where I didn't relate to all that much was nice that there was one. And I also thought it was very funny. Um, so it says, I am always saying glad to have met you to somebody I'm not at all glad I met. If you want to stay alive, you have to say that stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was oh, God. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I heard that. I think My your cat cats are getting something. in trouble. You mm-hmm. see? I'm they're sure being spicy. Tassie, actually, they're being spicy out there. <laughs> they're being spicy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd mock them for not having opposable thumbs. They'd be like, ah, hey, dumb cats. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Losers.
2: <laughs> what phonies
1: he's you know, got movies. two
2: thumbs and still knocks everything over <laughs> <laughs> this guy <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, let's see what else do we do oh pinkies up how many pinkies up do we want to rate this book i want to do five five or two pinkies up <laughs> <laughs> so five it's, it's five, five five stars two pinkies, two pinkies. Way up. No, five
1: pinkies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me five pinkies up
2: Oh. <laughs> two pinkies way up, a.k.a. <laughs> five pinkies up. We have a one to five pinkies up rating. Okay,
0: that's what I thought, but I was like, wait.
2: No, it doesn't
0: make sense. <laughs> We're not here for logic. We're not. <laughs> Just but, all yeah. of us, Kendall and I will raise two pinkies, and you raise one. There you was, go. Kendall, did you give
2: it five pinkies up? Yes. yes. Oh, you also give it five yes. pinkies up? Absolutely. I loved it. I would read it again, for sure. <sighs> Here's the thing. I... Oh boy. I was thinking about my rating earlier, and I would have said three pinkies up was what I was going to give it. But now I'm like, my heart is still beating from how emotionally aroused I got like <laughs> by this freaking character driving me crazy because I'm so stressed out for him. And I, I understand that to evoke that response, it probably deserves more than a three pinky up. And I said that I would probably read it again, which I really only apply that to books that get at least four pinkies up. So I will give it four pinkies up, wow. but I was going to give it a three for how, for my enjoyment of it. My enjoyment level was like three pinkies up,
0: <laughs> but the book really earned at least a four pinkies up. There so, you go. Um, I do feel yeah. like Holden Caulfield would be really impressed with the intellectual conversations we had about this book. <laughs> He's so badly Holden wanted. Caulfield would be the bane of my
2: existence.
1: <laughs> but I think he would like to talk about books with us for sure. Yeah,
0: he'd yeah, like to talk about would. how awful he is. He would. All and then he would get he home
2: made. and I'd have to text him, hey, you seemed a little down today. Are you OK? Do you want to talk about it? And then that would have just that would have been my life. As long as he and I were close friends, that would have been every single day.
1: You know what he would do? He'd be like, "Man, people are always texting you, asking you if you're doing all right. What phonies! They don't really mean it." That's exactly, and I'd have been like, "You'd be a phony." Holden, he'd think you're a phony. I think we're all phonies probably yeah, unfortunately probably. oh my god we're on we're on like an entertainment I know. like media thing we'd yeah. be so funny yeah. I was like I'm I like the movies way too much and I'm way too much of a normie for Holden Caulfield to actually respect me but it's fine I'll still protect him
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny Oh, he stresses me out. Oh, my God. My chest is tight. Thanks, guys. This book gave me anxiety.
0: Thanks, Katie (laughs) Salinger. Hey, you have no responsibility for what happens to Holden from here on out. (laughs) And you have no responsibility for what happens to those friends from here on out. You
2: know what? You know what? You're only right about the first part because Holden Caulfield's not a real person.
1: (laughs) So the book was published, what, like 60 something years ago?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. 70. Mm
0: hmm
1: whoa yeah, that's it, crazy
0: yeah i don't know was it published i, I don't remember the publish i think I 51.
1: Publication date. 51 i think yeah anyway, yeah dang that's yeah, crazy yeah, 70 yeah well thank you so much for recommending it maddie i yes, and really thank enjoyed you for it joining us. yeah thank Everyone you so much got, for being um, here
2: you're such a, a good podcast guest yeah yeah you guys sorry that i some have such strong findings. opinions hopefully no, that's, anybody off
0: but if you don't
2: like you you did great oh All we do here is scream our opinions into the microphone, so I mean, you're really just right on brand for us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That sounds good. It's nice to actually be a part of the conversation, because I listen to almost every podcast release, (laughs) and I always just sit in the car listening to it, and I want to add something or correct Ash, and Uh, and I can't, so it's nice to actually be able to do that this time.
2: Yeah, now we're all here. Love it. nice to be able to correct me with your made-up memories. I disagree. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> better. Dive back where we we're started. Not, we're not going <laughs> to agree. In this, agree to disagree. There you go. Oh, all right.
0: <laughs> I'm um, not responsible I, yeah. for you. oh well
2: I'm responsible for you (laughs) I'm kidding I know that I know that it's not true I wish I could feel that it wasn't true but I know know. in my head that it's not but legitimately thank you this has been super fun I'm
0: glad that you joined I was really really
2: excited for this (laughs) super psyched
0: I've had the longest day that I've had in a really long time but I was just like but I have to be there for the podcast I was like I cannot put it off I cannot cancel it this is like it was the bright part of my day. So yay! Aww, I'm so glad.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> we could be a bright spot. If only Holden Caulfield had more of those. <laughs> 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 oh, he's gonna haunt my dreams tonight. Anyways, uh, is there anything else that anyone wants to say to the listeners? I think I'm good. All right, sweet. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode if you guys wouldn't mind going below and giving us a five star review that would be amazing there's no pinkies down there just stars it makes way <laughs> too much sense for us but just go with it anyways you guys um, if you guys want Maddie back uh, send us a message you can always like reach out to us on social media we're that pretentious book club or on Instagram Facebook TikTok all that good stuff or you can email us at contact at story you can also go to story and see all of the cool merch that Maddie herself has designed for us and maybe we'll get some more stuff up there soon and so. if you have
0: any merch ideas send them in too and I'm happy I'm always looking for ideas so yeah exactly so if we haven't said that in a while and I don't think we have
2: you guys can always send in your ideas and your requests for what you want I actually do think that we have a new piece of merch that I'm gonna release I'm pretty sure it's a wine tumbler that has our logo on it I need to double check which one I saved but that one is ready to release so I will I will make that active for you guys in case you want it and um, yeah if there's anything that you guys want You guys can uh, let us know and we will reply to you. We will also, if you have strong feelings about this book, uh, good or bad, we would love to chat with you about it. You can always message us or email us. And if you guys have any book recs, you can always send those our way as well. We love to chat with you guys about books. It's one of the most fun things that we do every week. So um, reach out. Don't forget to subscribe if you are on Apple Podcasts uh, and tell people about the podcast, you know, tell your, tell your reader friends so you can all argue together, um, I think that that's everything we've got for you guys, though. So until next week, keep your teacups full. Your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. Woo!
1: Heck yeah. (laughs)